I'm totally leaving that in. Uh, do it. <laughs> totally unscripted. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Off the Edge Podcast. We are on episode nine, as yet to be titled. We are joined today with Zach Cook uh, from Soup Man. And now, recently, Shiloh's Crossing. What? what? Yeah. Uh, he's also uh, the event coordinator for June Jams. And we're going to talk about that tonight. So, hello, Zach. How's it going? It's great. Going Glad well, to have man. you here. Yeah, thanks oh. for being with us. It's always have, it's me. always nice having multiple Zachs on the show. <laughs> it doesn't get confusing at all. No, no. And we most, I think, half fifty percent of our shows so far have had a second Zach. Exactly. Maybe not. Where Maybe else 30, will you? Where else will you get that kind of action? Right. <laughs> um, do you spell your name with a K? H. H. Okay, me too. So it's even more confusing. All right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Oh man, thanks a lot for being here. So, you play bass and soup man still, is that right? Yeah, I do bass and uh, lead vocals. And lead vocals. And then um, I haven't seen you with Shiloh's Crossing yet. Uh, we have yet to debut with B on rhythm guitar and our new vocalist, India May, taking Ashley Duncan's spot. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, our debut should be August 22nd at Rock the River. So, okay. Cool. Rock the River, where's Rock the River at? Let's plug that. Um, Rock the River will be the same location as June Jans, Highway 400 and Wallace Road, east of Parsons. Uh, other acts will be Bogart from the Odyssey will be headlining it with... Um, got a couple in the works trying to get another band or two, Sweet. maybe a solo act starting it off. But. Awesome. Okay, cool. We'll have to definitely check that out. Right on. So what, uh, what got you over to Shiloh's Crossing? Uh, I'm friends with Terry. I've known Matthias forever. Him and my little brother were great friends, always in bands and whatnot. Um, their lead guitarist, Brett, heck, I used to work with him back at Ron's IGA when I was 18, you know, <laughs> and it just, we got talking. Uh, I was originally going to audition for vocals, but they wanted a female vocalist. So they were like, well, would you like to come try out for guitar? I said, why not? It's not having two guitars is never a bad thing. No, 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 no that's awesome. <laughs> and I love Shiloh's Crossing. I can't wait to see what the new, the new Shiloh's Crossing sounds like. I, I loved Ashley's vocals. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, of course, it'll be sad to see her go. But um, you said the new singer's name is India May. India May. Yep. All right. So she's, is she pretty badass? Oh, she, she can wail. Sweet. I mean, Awesome. High, I mean, highs, lows, mids. It's, Got it all. It, it's, it's amazing what she can do. She's this like is, the Matt Austin of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of female vocalists. And this is her first band, so no reason to, I, I'm really interested to see what she can do live and where she's going to take it. So There is absolutely awesome. no reason to attack her before she's even been. <laughs> so, okay, so... Uh, you know, I follow follow both bands, follow you on, on, on Facebook. Um, Soup Man's been doing some recording, haven't they? Well, we were. We were. We were uh, right. We were. Then we had a house fire, and the recording has come to a complete halt. Uh, we did just recently drop down to a three-piece band, too, rather than oh, really? a four-piece. So we're having to rework certain songs to accommodate for it. And, right. I mean, it will happen. 
Yeah. It, it it will happen. It's just uh, this year has been <laughs> one heck of a year, as everybody well knows. Yeah, I think I think somebody said it best that uh, they they felt like the the Mayans were dyslexic or or, or something. Like oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> they were just awful about yeah, a few years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it has been a year. It's been something else. Yep. Yep. So tell us about uh, June Jams. Uh, June Jams. This is going to be uh, the third annual one, as you all know. You guys played last year. Yep. Uh, um, six, 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 June 6th, starting at 6. Uh, $5 donation at the door to get in. You got five great acts. Um, BYOB. IDs will be checked at the gates, of course. This year we are, because of COVID-19, encouraging people to wear masks and use social distancing. I mean, I'm not really worried about anything coming up about social distancing. We're sitting on a five-acre plot outside. So. You got, right. you got some if, if we can't stay apart from each other, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, this we're, year, they'll we're be... We're kind of fortunate just living where we do in a somewhat rural, rural area. That's such a weird word to I say, know. right? Rural. Rural. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we haven't been hit nearly as hard as some places here in southeast kansas which Very we're fortunate, fortunate for that yeah. um as hard as it might be but i'm sorry to interrupt you but oh you're fine that's... you're fine um this year uh we will have a uh, concessions out there i mean you're going from six six o'clock in the evening to midnight yeah so we're going to have concessions there this year hot dogs nachos nice. chili frito chili pies i mean all your typical like, 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 yeah. like from high school football game, you know. Hey, 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 <laughs> if you can't get it at the baseball fields this year, come to June Jams. There you go. That's right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, I, I mentioned it the other day. You know, all the festivals, all the big festivals, all the concerts, all the hundreds of dollars that everybody was willing to spend for, you know, these major national acts oh, yeah. that aren't going to happen. Come check out a local band. Or even the yeah, uh, the, the local events that weren't were going to happen. I mean, Katie Day's got canceled. Yep. I yep. mean, here, here's a chance to get out, see other people, hear some mm-hmm. music, and I independent mean, independent music, independent promotion. You know, independent show. You know. Yeah, from the ground up. Yeah, and why not support something in your own backyard? You know, you never know. You may find your new favorite band. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Probably won't be Edge Over Edge. <laughs> Suit man, though. Suit man. I was thinking death by zombie. Wow. <laughs> uh, they are a show. They, they are a show. They, they're they're a great show. show. If anything, they put they just put on one hell of a show. Come out and just enjoy it. You may yeah. not like the music, but I guarantee you will be entertained. Yeah, you will have fun. You will yeah. Have fun. If you don't know about death by zombie, you do now. You do. You know that it's a must see act. It really for this area, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And a super bunch of guys. Yeah, oh, they're yeah. awesome guys. And don't, and don't let all the masks and blood and gore and guts and vomit and <laughs> piss and shit. And I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> not a gore show. Uh, it's like a baby gore show. But no, these guys are awesome. They are. They're an experience. Yes. You don't listen yes. to Death by Zombie. You experience them. That's right. <laughs> Very well said on that. <laughs> so jumping back to Suit Man, where, where did the name come from? Uh, I mean, back when we first started, I mean, we we started off as a five-piece, actually, and just searching for names, we all threw one in, in the ring, and the original name, uh, 
Travis King, who was our vocalist at the time, he came up with it. But he exited the band right before the first show. So we kept that name through the first show. And then out of respect for him, we let it go and went with the second pick, which our, our drummer Taylor Ray came up with. And she liked the name Soup Man because it sounded like Superman, but was not Superman. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's legit. That, that is how she explained it to us. So why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it I, uh, makes you look twice. <laughs> well, it does. It does. I remember uh, the first time I uh, I saw you, you were playing bass for uh, Slayground. Mm-hmm. I saw them in uh, St. Paul. There's wow! A hole All in the right. wall bar in St. Paul. Oh, that I don't was even Freak know Fest. Yeah, yeah, that I was Freak even, Fest. I don't even know it's if it's still open. Well, I, obviously I think right it's now. Still, it's I think it's still open, Club but, Tropics, actually. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, that was the that was the first time I I saw you play in that. Hell, that was oh god, <laughs> <laughs> ten years ago, oh, a while back. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, that was a uh, with the Night Killer Stranglet uh, did their music video. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Sweet. Yeah. Yep, yep. A little regional history there for you. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't ever heard of Killer Strangely, dig up some old stuff. You'll find it. Oh, yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Just hit YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> it's all over. They rock for sure. Um, This this is going to sound shitty. I don't mean it to sound shitty, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to put my foot in my mouth. I know it all. I'm just, uh, I'm expecting it. But your drummer Taylor mm-hmm. is a beast. She's so fucking good. And what why this sounds shitty is like you just don't see so many um, female drummers killing it, and she kills it. Like, of course that shouldn't matter. Shouldn't matter if she's female or male or whatever. Good drummers are good drummer. But it's just like I don't know. For me, I was just like, dude, why don't more women just go out there and nail it like she yeah. does she's yeah. so she's so good yeah well she impresses I, me every time i see you guys play i mean it is shitty that that it is that way but i mean it's 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 not just a local thing i mean it, it's that way on the national stage yeah right. i mean you can probably count the number of main or not necessarily mainstream but you know larger regional bands. acts well i mean even national or tour you know international acts but you probably count on one hand the number that are, have actual badass women drummers. Right. I guess what I'm asking is like, does that make me shitty that I think that that makes that ups the cool factor a little bit? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. But I mean, I just think I just think I that think she's badass, badass having a female drummer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean, me and her get it, get in that pocket group yeah, together, and, and you it's do. Like, wow, yeah. you do so well. I, I, man. I love it. You really feel it too when you listen to you guys. Like I enjoy the shit out of it, um, but yeah, like I just I find her inspiring. She does things. She does subtle things. As me as a drummer, you know, I pick it apart, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, whoa! I would have never thought to do that. Like that's that's something that might not be really flashy or like something that's gonna, you know, turn people's heads or something. But it's like, whoa! That was such a cool detail that I See. just would never th- have thought of doing that. And it's like I find I find her style very inspiring. Is what I'm saying. See, uh, she went to um, Pitt State drumming. Yeah, yeah really. Okay. She, yeah, yeah, she, she was there with yeah. drumline with a circle and everything. Nice. That's awesome. So, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I probably need to like need to hit her up for some lessons, <laughs> some technique things. I'm always trying to. I'm sure everybody's up for a little extra cash right now. Yeah. For real, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then who's the third member of the band? 
Who's playing guitar with you guys? Chad Palmer. Chad Palmer. Yep, Chad Palmer. He, well, he he's an original, just like the, the me and Taylor. So. Yep. And so it's, it's down to the original three. You guys find it kind of a little more easier to uh, coordinate and get on the same page with just three people, or is that even a factor for you guys? Um, not not so much a, really a factor. I mean. Uh, when when we had Josh Johnson on lead guitar, I mean he he just meshed so well with us. Mm-hmm. Also, and I mean again he he's one of those that uh, you ask him and he grew up he he grew up with my little brother and Taylor listening to me and my band play. So he yeah. grew up kind of knowing my style and me and Chad uh, we we our very first bands were the same band and so mm-hmm. everybody's kind of been around each other to know their each other's styles right growing by, up our by asking life. that question i did not mean to to insinuate that he was hard to deal with or anything no, I was no, just, no, no. you know just having that whatsoever have one less person to coordinate with i could see you know it's like sometimes like as a three-piece when we were three-piece we'd be like oh you know it's kind of nice that we just have um fewer people to kind of coordinate and get on the yeah, same page yeah, with you, you know? know everybody's got lives outside of the band right. and sometimes weekends don't line up and the fewer members the the easier it is to avoid complications i exactly. guess i mean just gigs up just, practice everything. just just imagine right. trying to be like a nine-piece band like slipknot oh. at our level where everybody's got jobs and you know you, you know at least two of them are working the night shift Earth at a convenience was. store if right, yeah, how yeah. Elder Earth was they? I mean, they they had so many people, and I'm sure they were missing a yeah. member here or there quite frequently. Yeah, right, right. Be a logistical nightmare. Uh, Another great band. Yeah, absolutely. if you don't know Elder Earth, check out Elder Earth because they got to have stuff on YouTube and stuff. I'm sure, uh, right? I know. Uh, I know. I put some some of yeah. their stuff on YouTube. So and then uh, Jack Barney, he's supposed to be getting back in the studio with. Um, Oh, Russ Head and finishing up the tracking and stuff for uh, a lot of their music they got right now. So, yeah, they've had it set, awesome. setting in limbo and and that. Yeah, I got the same same word. We're gonna we're gonna get it sooner rather than later. We should have Jack on here at some point too. Oh, yeah, that dude is a character and a half. One of the coolest front people of of a band. I don't know, monster guitar player, monster personality, monster bass player too. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Real, I've never heard him play bass, but I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's a beast on it too. Okay, so. sure. <laughs> so yeah, so as you know, a, a bit of breaking news. Uh, we recently picked up a, an affiliate. Uh, we now represent and by proxy are represented <laughs> by thebeardstruggle.com. And. Uh, I've got my order in, so I'm I'm anxious to check out their their beard products. I get this damn cow lick over on this side, and it just drives me crazy, man. It's like straighten that some bitch out. That's awesome. Anyway, I, I need to check it out because over on my right side of my beard, it's like thinner than my left side. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. got I think I've got like a scar running along my jaw right there. It kind of fucks things up. Yeah, you know, I think actually one side grows faster than the other, so I think that's Uh-oh. part of the. Anyway, yeah. So thebeardstruggle.com. dot right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least it's underneath. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if you're interested in checking out any of their products, uh, go to thebeardstruggle. Thebeardstruggle. dot com. Um, use uh, promo code off the edge fifteen, 
and save 15% on your order and we'll get a little kickback. So yeah. If you want to support the program, if you're yeah. enjoying it, um, get some products yeah. and support us. Get some really kick-ass beard grooming products. They got this whole Viking theme too. So you got to love that. Their, uh, their fragrances are Viking themed like Ragnarok and the, the scentless, I don't know why, but the scentless version is Loki. Ah, because yeah. it's low key. <laughs> I, okay, oh. that's it. That's awesome. <laughs> so there you go. First crappy commercial. Way to go! <laughs> All right. Thanks for bearing through that with us. Yeah, yeah. So after June jams, what's next? Um, the only I mean, because of COVID nineteen, we haven't really been booking anything. Nobody's been booking, but uh, like we stated, or like I stated earlier. Uh, August 22nd, we got Rock the River, same location. So, uh, yeah. I know, uh, I know TJ Leland's in Pittsburgh. They're, they're starting to open up their booking. Um, we've actually, we've got a show, uh, with Coventry Sacrifice and Rage is My Rival I, in I saw July. That yesterday, I do. Yeah. Believe, so, yeah. so, and then Legacy of Music is in September. In September. So, yeah. Uh, I, I haven't heard if they're going to have the three bars again or. Yeah. Generally they have multiple locations playing. Yeah. I think music gonna, for last I heard there was going to be at least more than one because they were looking for bands to play at an all ages. That's uh, that's event. right. So that's right. you would think okay. that that would insinuate alcohol. Yeah. Not alcohol. <laughs> Cause well, Shia, Shiloh good, yeah. said we would play the, uh, the all ages one. Yeah. Um, awesome. For those that don't know, Pittsburgh, Kansas, uh, all the clubs and bars there are 21 and over. So um, that's a nice way to 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 get the younger. And, it, you know, not just kids, anyone under 21, it's a college town. So right. that's, yeah. that's a good way to get get some extra traffic, and it's for a great cause. Yep. Oh, that goes towards is music education? Is that yeah. The, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And it's fun. It is super it's fun. Lots of fun. It's fun. <laughs> the only problem is, is when you play it, you can't watch the others. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're gonna miss out on some of the yeah, bands because yeah. they're all going on at once in and, various and, locations, and, and they divide them. I mean, they're all great bands, but it's like, oh, I wanted to see that. Oh, I want to see that. And they're playing at the same time. So, <laughs> oh, but wait, I'm playing with this one. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Trauma Fest coming up in August. Um, as far as I know, that's that's still actually I know it's still a go. I gotta update the flyer for Wayne. So excellent. Yeah, yeah. So, but and there will be more information to come on that. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll yeah, have Wayne again, in here to talk about it's that. A, it's in August. So. Yeah. So we're focused um, on June jams. June jams. June yeah, jams. But it's encouraging to see that things are like again. We don't want to be foolhardy. We don't want to encourage anyone to do anything reckless. But it's encouraging for businesses around here to see things open up a little bit. Um, like as you said earlier, Zach, like you know, where you know, encourage the wearing masks, 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 <laughs> masks. Um, you know, uh, we'll we'll keep our kind of six feet apart. <clears throat> but uh, you know, these businesses are struggling right now, like hardcore. Um, I th I'm I really fear that we're going to lose a lot of small businesses from the economic impact of this, uh, it's not to be light on the devastation that the actual biological virus has caused, 
but um the the damage is twofold with this pandemic and uh you know now that we found out that it's maybe not quite as deadly as what they at first thought it was going to be um maybe it is time to start slowly getting back to w- with cautions in place you know if you're at risk by all means stay home you know right, right. don't want to encourage anybody to be foolhardy if you're an at risk person i don't want you to take chances it's but it's a fine line it um, is and it has been from from the start uh what hasn't helped is all the all the conspiracy theorists oh. and, you know here's here's the thing even if that even if any of it's true what are you going to do about it right yeah <laughs> I'm going to make a Facebook post. Right. Okay. So, 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 okay, buddy, you're the first one to know. Right. Like, I got to let people know that Bill Gates is eating babies or whatever. You know, I, I had this revelation the other day. Could you imagine a world without opinions? I mean, this, this is where I'll cue the, the clouds parting and the yeah. angels singing. World without opinions. If opinions are truly like assholes, and that would mean that you know, their opinions can't be shat forth into the world, I think people might just explode. And... Uh, I've, I've always said that opinions are like assholes, and you are one. Not you, Zach. Of course I'm an asshole. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, uh, I don't know. Doing this right after a holiday might not have been the best idea. <laughs> we're all like back to work, and we're like yeah, three tired. day hungover. And right. well, well, like like I saw earlier today, tomorrow night, you guys are showing off some of what you've been working on. Uh, well, let's are. talk about that a little bit. <laughs> you know, um, so so all, all all of us have have continued to work. Mm. Um, I've been fortunate in not having to do as many. Oh, cl- you know, preventative maintenance cleanings, you know, don't go somewhere if we don't have to is basically what it's been. So I've had a, l- a lot of downtime at home and in between doing uh, um, online classes and, and different stuff like that. I've just had extra time to finally put down, put down some, some ideas and then, you know, I'll send ideas out to Zach and out to Quentin and, and you know, we, Oh, I don't like this or, you know, tweak this. Anyway, it, it's just been kind of a, kind of an inspiring time. Um, and, uh, it's, it's different enough that we're all kind of excited about it and, and just kind of want to share what we've been working on. Yeah. You know, we haven't, you know, we took, uh, we took the quarantining stuff pretty serious at the beginning. Um, so, you know, we weren't getting together. We Hell, we basically had a six-week break before we ever got back in here and played instead of, you know, getting together and trying to do live streams and stuff like that. And uh, But we weren't we weren't doing nothing. So, Yeah, Matt is really a guy that can't sit still for more than five minutes. He's got to be busy with something. So he's been busy crafting some pretty wicked tunes and uh, – like we've been adding our two cents in here and there, um, kind of virtually sending things back and forth online and, uh, really happy. I'm speaking for myself. I I think I can speak for all of us. So that we're really happy with the direction things are going. Um, feels like we're, it's an evolution from where 
we came came from in the self-titled album um you know uh i think we're taking it a step further oh absolutely you know um yeah it i always feel like if a band is just redoing the same things over and over then it's like okay I, I listened to that album. Why should I listen to the next album if it's just a rehash of the same stuff? So I can, I, you know, we can certainly promise you this is not the same thing. No, it's, <laughs> it's not anywhere near it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's well, maybe a little more progressive, a little more sludgy in some, some yeah, spaces. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> it's, it's yeah, more it's, synth, it, more synth, synthesizer that, stuff. You know, that, um, that is the big thing. That is a big thing. So we started, um, and I'd love to get your opinion on this. So we started incorporating mm-hmm. tracks. Um, actually before we even finished that album and it was because of some of the songs on that album. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I think it's, it's probably important to say the approach of that was like, Oh, you know, this would be like, this song is pretty much done, but it'd be cool if we added some synthesizer here and there to it. Right. You know, right. Which I think these songs are kind of built from the ground up with that in mind. Some, yeah, absolutely. Is the difference. Yeah. A lot of them. Um, so, you know, there's, there's always, again, it goes back to opinions, but, <laughs> uh, there, there are always, you know, extreme opinions on either side where, where tracks and, and playing to a click and stuff like that is just horrible. And it just robs the feel of everything. Um, you know, we're basically a three piece. So we've been a three piece up until this point. And I think, the what's held me back creatively is, is the physical limitations, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't want tracks to play my guitar parts. You know, I don't want tracks to play the bass parts. I don't want tracks to sing. I don't want tracks yeah. to don't, uh, we don't want to be lip syncing up there or anything right. crazy, but, but there no Millie Vanilli. Huh? No, no. <laughs> but there, there, there are so many ideas. Bucky, I'm Manili. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many ideas that I haven't been able to pursue because we've had that limitation of a live, free-playing, three-piece band. And I think the, the, the passion and the feeling and the stuff like that, if you're passionate and you have strong feelings for the music you're creating it, and playing, it doesn't matter if you're playing it to a click or if you're just freewheeling it. And and that's my opinion. And I I get it. There, I've seen amazing bands that have no click whatsoever, you know. And and you know they're probably infinitely more tight than we are with a click. But, um, you know, the click makes us tighter. Uh, the tracks add dimension that we can't do on our own. That we would feel we can't we can't do simultaneously while playing the other instruments. Like right. right. <laughs> we, probably do it right you know well, yeah, like yeah. one at a time <laughs> and it, you know if we had a nine-piece band then you know hey let's, right right let's, let's all do it live whatever fuck it do uh, it live <laughs> shout out to quentin that's quentin's favorite yeah. saying yeah <laughs> but i i don't know how do you feel about tracks i, I mean i don't mind it uh being a three-piece band like if you wanted to have a rhythm guitar track behind uh, a lead mm-hmm. i don't see nothing wrong with that or you want some piano synth behind it? Okay. You don't got to go out and find a piano player. Right. You can track it. I mean, right. no, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, 
helps add dimension. I mean, you're still the ones creating it. You're still the ones writing it. So I think, I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, with the investment because I mean, yeah, I mean, you can, you can do it all on a, on a laptop, but hell the laptop's an investment. I mean, it's, it's an added cost. It just so happens that at this point, you know, you've got a laptop, I've got a laptop. And then we, you know, we discovered this tracks player and, you know, we saved up from some gigs and we invested in it. And, you know, we basically invested in that new member to the band. Right. You know like it would be, if we knew someone that wanted to play live keys with us, yeah. I mean, I think that we'd all be like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. But that person doesn't exist here, so it's like, and, and well, then and we then, want that dimension to our music, and then know. we'd have to work around that person's schedule too, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in essence, it'd be like having a, I mean, what you guys are doing with tracks is like having a DJ with a with a launch pad, right? Yeah, so yeah. I mean, right? That's right. pretty much. For, I mean, exactly. you, you can reach over, push a button, or you can have somebody else standing there head banging, pushing the same button. I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. That is pretty true. I don't know. It it, it basically, uh, you know, I I don't I don't want it to sound like um, because of the tracks I'm able to do you know sweep picking arpeggios and stuff. Like it. But it allowed me to take the gloves off creatively. You know, right? I mean, I think it. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong by saying this, but I think that when I'm writing, I feel I I come at it more as like a composer rather than as a performer you know it's like i want to create the best piece of music that we can create and then it's like all right now how do we do this live yeah rather, you know yeah. you know what i mean yeah um and see so that thought that thought is always with me while i'm creating it so yeah. it, it's probably a combination of the two and and there's a fine line because at some point it does feel like cheating Right. At some yeah, point there's yeah. a, there's a line there and it's arbitrary. Right. It's like we draw that line for ourselves and other bands will draw that line probably in a different place. Right. But, uh, yeah. Um, it's kind of a weird gray area. I like to, I like to get a feel for where people stand on that. When, and, and it's really only, it's really only a gray area when it comes to live. I mean, mm-hmm. what we're, what we're seeing right now, um, with recorded music where, you know, YouTube is like, a completely new stage. Hmm. Obviously this stuff is, I mean, some of it's live, but you know, they're putting productions into their videos, into their music. And w- what we're seeing is an explosion of creativity. Uh, we, we, we just talked with Flosion and we were talking about Poppy and how it's this, this melding of pop and metal and, and you know, hip hop beats and, and, the, and it's, it's basically we've spent so many years categorizing music into all these little subgenres, and now people are grabbing these subgenres, sticking them in a cup, shaking it up, and throwing it out in Yahtzee, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And and that that is exciting because there's there's way too much music that I like to to just pigeonhole ourselves to this because the three of us can only do this live right you know and i think some some of the songs on our album self-titled album were what we could do live right absolutely yeah and um there's a whole lot of influences especially i think that you have from the 
like pop and synth wave kind of stuff yeah that is non-existent in that yeah just no. just because we couldn't reproduce it right you, you know what i mean right so i think we're getting more to truly like what is what are our inspirations really that come into play by exploring this i think i want a combination of like uh let's go with uh sleep and wage war and depeche mode yeah <laughs> that makes sense that would, that would be a really that happy place for me, me. <laughs> <laughs> um what, what you just said that Superman was recording um yeah. uh, until things went haywire right yeah. uh but um how what was your approach to that how like what what were you um what were you using to record like uh um, what programs what well uh, hardware we we would run dra- direct from oh well direct out from our amps or mic up the bass and we'd run it into a soundcraft spirit folio mixer line out from that to a 002 interface straight okay. into yeah. um, pro tools right on okay uh, i had a 002 yeah or no i had the i had the digi 001 ah I was I think old it's still in the closet. Yeah, with, with the SCSI connection. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, mean, yeah I was double O two just firewire connection. Awesome. And yeah, it, it's old gear, but it no, works. Dude. It works. No, and it's great. So, do you have the one with the faders, the motorized faders, no, no, and it's stuff? Just it's the, the rack, rack the, one. It's the rack mount one. Yeah. And that, that's why we go into the mixer first and sure. then line yeah. out. That way we can control on the sure. mixer. Okay. So plus just the the preamps on that Soundcraft or phenomenal i'm sure oh yeah sure yes that's awesome all right i was curious so that and you're doing it in pro tools i'm familiar i'm pretty familiar with pro tools either pro tools 10 or the or we'll just use like me i don't know pro tools so when i'm doing stuff i use reaper recording okay that's what Uh, we've moved to just because it seems like it's easily accessible for everybody hmm. and it's like an open source deal which totally support oh, it, it reminds that's, me of fruity loops from back in the day uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that is yeah. exactly what it reminds me of an upscaled version yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. man fruity loops i think i still have that on a on a cd somewhere i never did get into the fruity loops i was yeah. like fuck loops i'm doing it live you know? yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna play it. i was i was much more of a purist back in in yeah. my when I was getting my feet wet into multi-tracking. Uh, well, that, you know, Fruity Loops led into Acid, and Acid is what I used because it was just me, and so it was really easy to work with loops. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we we tracked that last album with it and discovered a whole bunch of shortcomings to it and was like, fuck this. <laughs> we're, we're, we're switching to Reaper. Yeah. Oh, and I, I really like Reaper. It's It's been really easy to, to kind of yeah. figure yeah. out. I mean... Uh, and and the great thing is is if you don't know, just jump on YouTube and you will find that answer yep. within like thirty right. seconds. Like I've yeah. been using Reaper for the past twelve years. Yeah, uh, oh, that, nice. that's what Slag. That's what I uh, recorded Slaground with right? back in the day. Because oh, nice. we had to get a rough track recording when we uh, played the uh, Slave to the Metal up in Kansas City. Right. So we had to send in and. They had to pick us, yada, yada, yada. So, right on. Don't, well, you, don't you love that? Oh, shit, we need to record something now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we did it in like two nights. Yeah. <laughs> Slapped it together and <laughs> called it good. It kind of seems like every band kind of has that kind of that story somewhere some point, along the yeah, way. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. We need to throw some shit together. <laughs> the it's cool like, thing is, is it's 
so much easier to do now. Yeah. I mean, if it gets right down to it, it's like, dude, we don't even need to mic up your drums. Just program this shit real quick. And actually, with the with the the demo stuff that we're gonna share, it's it's literally just programmed. Yeah, drums. like I am not playing on it. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to yeah, insinuate yeah, that these the, are demos. Yeah. These are no, these are yeah. When there's a really weird change, that's because there's no drum fill there. That, that is not Zach's fault. That's all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, and he's been real encouraged. You know, I always try and walk a fine line when I'm writing something. Because I don't want to take away from the creativity of, of anybody else. And he's been like, no, man, put your ideas down. You know, if I hear something better, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, good. I, you know, I want you to. Um, but this is kind of what I hear in my head. And, you know, you're the drummer, so I'm sure you can find something even fucking cooler. But, you oh, know. Yeah. And, oh, and, and I, so I do it's, the same thing. I mean, yeah. I, I come with the song, and I pretty much got a skeleton structure of the rest well, of it. And, and, I go, and he, it helps, he, too. Here's... Yeah. What I'm thinking, yeah, flesh it out for yeah. me, yeah, yeah, the uh, because sometimes just playing to the click, you lose something, you know. I mean, if it's just a click, oh, I gotta have it, yeah, at least, at least the drum machine, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, yeah, especially when I start doing weird time stuff because and it is funny because it, it goes back to that thing Quentin was talking about. Have you seen the meme that said uh, everything's four four if you don't? overthink it yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know even when i'm recording off times stuff a lot of times i'll just lay down a track that's just like just so that i know where the kick and the snare yeah, yep. and and yeah. so that i can always even when you know the first time through it the second time through it it's backwards so it's like yeah right but right. You, you i, I still that have steady, that, that steady so, beat in yeah there. instead of this and like some of the stuff is like i'll i'll (laughs) there's one we probably won't share it because it's only about a a up to a first verse but i sent it to zach and he comes back and he goes i really hate that fucking drum beat (laughs) and it's it's like what i say it was like i counted out as nine four so it's like four four or five four and four four um back to back uh, and I'm like, dude, I, that's the best I could do. You know, <laughs> you, yeah. you have carte blanche, you but know, no, it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like, oh, I see what you're going for, <laughs> but I don't like it. But I love that. You know, we're open enough that we can do that. And you know, there's times I do something and be like, don't do that. You know, yeah, do, yeah, right. do this other thing. Like that's the famous words me of the drummer. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes when Zach is like, okay, dial it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I, I always come at things with a more is more philosophy. And sometimes I need to be told like, dude, just chill out. Just, it does. You don't need to throw the kitchen sink at it. Like just, <laughs> But it sounds like, cool. Get in the pocket for this little bit. It's not going to kill you, you know. <laughs> so uh, I need that. I need. I need someone to pull me back sometimes. And then, and then we got Quentin. He's like the great moderator. You know he he's uh, he's he's not the most creative out of all of us. Um, but he's like, no man, it ain't there yet. No. There, right, there, there was right. there was one there was a breakdown. He's like, I really don't like that. I'm like, well, what should I do different? And he's like, I, 
I don't know. Like, I don't know, but it needs to be better. Sound right. Yeah. And so, like, five iterations later, he's like, all right, that slaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the good thing is, is even, even having that, you know, um, it, it pushes me to make that part better. Right. I think that's key. And, and, and what's funny is, you know, I thought that when when it first started, I thought it was a pretty heavy little little breakdown. Yeah, it's fucking huge heavy now. It was like because it got to that point, it was like motherfucker. All right, you want a fucking heavy? Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, I'll the bass player spoke heavy. up. Yep, yep. And it's good. It's good to have someone's like, man, what? Like, why are we doing this little thing? Like, does that need to be there? It's kind of like how you uh, hear comedians speak about the economy of words. It's like you don't want to be too wordy. You want to get to the point a little bit. Sometimes you're trying to do a thing and you're kind of working it to death. You just be like, dude, I just don't drag it out yeah, so long. It, like, wow, oh, we don't need to do this eight times. Like, <laughs> like right. we got the point. We look, let's just do it. It's like it'll be cool. Getting humid in here, his glasses are all fogging up. No, oh, I got allergies, man. My eyes bug out. <laughs> he got corona. No, no. He already got over that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was our second podcast. Like I was, I had lost my voice. I was coughing. I was like sick for a month, dude. And I was. I watched that I prob- one. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably didn't have it, but man, it's like it almost makes me think like, oh, maybe I had it, you know. Yeah, but yeah, everyone, dude. everyone thinks that they've had oh, it. It's like back, uh, what was it, last November or whatnot? We played with um, one figure discount up at Finnegan's, and I was dead that mm. night. I mean, literally leaning against my base stack, just trying to make it through the damn show. Mm. Actually, I think you came to that show. Finnegan's. Where is Finnegan's? Uh, oh, in, in Parsons. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, Parsons. Yeah. yeah. I looked like I was the living I dead. I, I didn't that think night. you would look that bad. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I felt well, you felt like shit, huh? Oh, God. <laughs> I was drinking hot toddies that night. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always after, uh, I always take Fireball when whenever I'm hoarse or, or got a sore throat or, or I'm losing my growls. Like, Fireball, Fireball me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just numbs the pain enough to get through. <laughs> Anybody else need another PBR? Yeah, I'll take one. All right, man. Yeah, I got you guys. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so is is Finnegan's going to uh, make it back? I think it's done. Yeah. Uh, I think it's done. Last I heard, Ryan at one point, uh, Ryan Mowersberger, the owner of the building, had thought about trying to reopen, but... That was seven, before this eight months or, ago. Yeah. And it just ne- never happened. I know the building's up for sale right now. So, right. You know, I think it would be really cool if we got like a coalition of bands and just bought this huge fucking space and then went in and just, you know, built rooms. Yeah. You know, we all share the rent. You know, our own little hippie commune. Dude, that there's a church here in town, um, right by the Sonic on Chestnut, <clears throat> that's up for sale for pretty damn cheap. And it's, it's been up for huge. sale for a while, hasn't yes. it? Yes. Yes. I mean, I guess it needs a ton of work. 
See, that's but, what I want to avoid. No, I know. <laughs> me too. It's like there's that part of me that goes like, oh, that would be so cool. You know, actually, I this think huge I, church I think, yeah. turned it into a jam. I think a recording metal studio. Right? Yeah, man. <laughs> I think I remember when it came up uh, probably early last year. Or, or like, hell, it could have been the year before. I th- it's, it's been, been a while. It's been a while. Um, you know, Brooke and I were like, oh, because my cousin Nathan, you know, he has a, a church that he's turned into his house, uh-huh. and w- which is super cool because, I mean, the, mm-hmm. it's all wide open, but then he has his music stuff up mm-hmm. in the up in the little steeple there. and um, But we looked at that, and it was like the, the deal breaker was that there was like zero yard. And we have five dogs. Right. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, absolutely you know, nowhere. If, if I didn't have any dogs, a zero yard would be like no awesome. Mowing. Right. No mowing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, that would be cool. Honestly, just uh, like a Quonset hut, big old Quonset hut building, you know, the half yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. My just, grandpa used to have one. Yeah, just big old farm building or something like that. And go in there and build a bunch of rooms. and mm-hmm. You know, everybody kind of work their schedules and. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you build a room decent enough, then it's not gonna not gonna matter. But I mean, then you guys, and then everybody could kind of look after each other's shit, and I don't know, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's the dream. That's, the that's dream. like that's like if I struck the lotto, right? You know, <laughs> right? This will happen. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it'd be funny though because we'd end up being like a, a homeowners association, you know, with with like the the band council is like somebody's getting a new new members like yeah we need to do a background, background. check on this yeah right yeah he's gonna be around a bunch of shit uh <laughs> well you know so-and-so just bought that new amp that sucker's 250 watts so uh, <laughs> are we going to allow it in here it's like <laughs> do you know what the di- sonic differences between the el-34s and kt-88s are sir what like, get what? the fuck out of here <laughs> what is that are you six l6s yeah. <laughs> oh you fucking new metal poser <laughs> for the record i love six l6s <laughs> yeah what that not to be well yeah i'm gonna go down that road yeah, go. I, uh, i'm gonna be a gearhead like what kind of what kind of rig are you running right now um well for each project okay for yeah. each project yeah um, for for soup man i'm pre- pretty stuck on the, the rig i've had for years i got a old school pv uh black widow 18 with a 210 custom on top and all oh, i just run a 1978 pv standard uh base head Oh, right on. I mean, okay. I got my little pedal board with uh, my uh, my wah pedal, my f- uh, big muff, an overdrive, and then I actually got a Digitech BP or whatever, whatever, little sucker. All, all, yeah, all I was kind of a was, multi-effects well, deal. I was looking for a damn tuner is all I was <laughs> looking for. <laughs> a tuner, you're going to pay $50 for a good tuner. Right. I found this multi-effects pedal with a tuner for $30. There you go. <laughs> Why <Yep>. not? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I, I run that for suit, man, and, I, and I'm happy with it. I mean, if I want a little more uh, on preamps, I got a single 10-ampeg uh, that I can throw on top and DI out from it to the oh, PV. Oh, right on. Just to give me some uh, some more preamp work from mm-hmm. from the ampeg, but I'm pretty happy. I'm not really even looking for yeah. getting a new rig. I so wish I could be like that. 
<laughs> now, guitar-wise, on the other hand, I've got four different rigs at the moment. <laughs> there we get to the truth. Yeah. Yeah, four Speaking rigs on the my guitar. language. Uh, I got a, a PV Windsor half stack. Uh, just got done retubing it with a brand new JJEL 34s and a groove tube um, a or AX7 or whatever the... Yeah, the 12 yeah, AX7s. Yeah, the 12 yeah. AX7s, yeah. yeah. Just those for pre-tubes. And I mean, that, that thing, it just, it, it's a monster. But it's a single channel. Right, So right. you got clean, or kind of clean. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> And then you got distortion. Because uh, the Windsor is a, was PV's attempt at the Marshall JCM 800 clone. Okay. And actually, the motherboard, you go in, you... There's there's a real easy mod. You just clip a couple capacitors, and then it is an actual JCM eight hundred oh, clone. All right. So, not that I haven't done that. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, those things are built like a tank too. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, I always say, man, PV gear. Like, but do you remember? I, I don't know if you remember the sec, but I remember back in the day, people used to like really talk shit on PV oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know. Yeah. And then, then you get like a it. deuce or something. Oh my god! Yeah. Or but a they, butcher. They always. They, I mean, they're built like tanks. Yeah, that thing's like the, from the seventies. Oh, know. I know. <laughs> I've got. I've got a. Uh, um, what do you call it? A bandit. bandit yeah. A one twelve mm, bandit yeah. from back like that era, like like maybe late seventies, early eighties era mm. bandit. You know. And God damn it, like they don't die. I didn't know. I didn't know what I had. That was like my first guitar amp. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I had. You know what I mean? I was like, ah, this is just PV. This is stupid. You know. And then I've gone through so many things. I was like, man, I don't know if anything's ever sounded really as good as that Bandit sounded. <laughs> well, and you know they have the they have the most unique distortion sound. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really do. And it, I, the the first PV I had was a the two twelve stereo chorus. Which I think it was really cool. Um, there's there's been a couple that popped up that I was like nostalgia. Yeah, <laughs> is that the one that had two pre and solid state power? No, that, that is one does. That one. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's actually solid state pre two. Oh, and power. two power. Yeah, I had a which is okay. well, which is weird. You know, most right. things. My, are, my old PD right, right. two twelve yeah. was that way. I had the chorus yeah. and yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe it's the graphics, you know, back back in the eighties. You know, that people, I don't know, yeah. no, but those, people those did talk shit red stripes on them. Yeah, I always loved the look the red stripes had. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, like the PA gear, it was untouchable, especially yeah. in the eighties. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was everywhere. Oh heck, uh, my my subs I use out at June jams. Uh, yeah, they're, they're old school S or SC one one fives. Yeah. I mean, nice. the big old the big old scoops. I mean, they they just yep. launch it. I yeah. run a thousand watts to to the pair of them, and yeah, there <laughs> was a, there was a like an office store in Iola. No, not Iola. Sorry, Chanute. Um, that had closed down. Guy was using it as as storage, and I'd drive past there after I'd do a call or something like that. And after a while. There's a whole bunch of the, like the SP15s and oh, yeah. all kinds of that, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> so finally, one day I stopped and 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 called, and he's like, Yeah, I've got. I, I'm thinking about doing something with it. I don't know. Give me your number, and if I ever decide, and then somebody ended up moving into the building, and 
and you know open up a business and i, I never heard back but uh, i was like oh. yeah because yeah. opportunities yeah <laughs> i mean now looking back at it i'm like yeah i'm glad i didn't get that cause, oh they uh, break your back yeah <laughs> no, I know. well that i've always said about old school pv gear is if it craps out on you you at least got a boat anchor that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's 100 true <laughs> hey, but yeah I, I got the pv windsor the only i don't like the cab too much it just has the the 12 inch pv supremes in it okay I, i'd much rather get you know like some swamp things or yeah or, or toss yeah, okay. in it and those are easy to swap so. yeah yeah it's the, just the, the, cab, it. the cab itself isn't even i mean it's like more of a particle board it's not oh, a really? good right it's not a good cab to push with it but when you get the whole thing for two hundred dollars i mean yeah you, yeah. you, you ain't Whoa, gonna bitch yeah. so no. yeah, absolutely so what you said you had four different rigs. So yeah, what I got, are the I got other that three? one. Um, then uh, right now I got on layaway. I got a, a Rocktron uh, Veda. Uh, I'm not familiar with the Veda, but I love Rocktron stuff. It, it's a um, tube preamp, solid state power. Okay. And then it has a Celesti or Celestian Vintage 30s in the straight front cab. So I mean, it nice. It sounds amazing. I just just got to get it out of layaway mm-hmm. now. Right. Right. <laughs> um, when I joined Shiloh's, just for simplicity's sake, mainly because they practice in a basement and hauling gear upstairs sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I bought a, a Randall RG1502, uh, 212, okay. uh, 150 watt, three channels, and the thing is just I bet a, that a, a tonal monster. That was my, my, not that particular model, but my first uh, half stack was Randall. I got that... Uh, from Neota Shea. I think uh, I remember. Music and sound. I think when we first jammed, I think you had that Randall, did you I not? have. I think I you have. did. Yeah. I think you were playing a Strat through through a Randall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know any better then. Well, I don't know. I thought it was cool as shit, dude. I was like, whoa. And then, then lastly, I, I just picked this one up. Um, my very first true big amp, I used to own a Line 6 Flexstone 2 head. With the matching floorboard, and I ran across one on a reverb not too long ago. Ended up getting the the head unit, the pedal board, everything for fifty dollars, wow. and it, it was more one of those nostalgia things. That's my yeah. first amp. I, I want it back, and then of course I get it, and I'm like, man, I forgot how good this thing sounded. <laughs> That's oh. the thing. That's the thing. There's so much, so much gear that we buy based on hype. Right. That, that, you know, the years go, go by and, and because a lot of times, you know, we sell off what we have in order to get mm-hmm. what we think we want. And then it, then, it, then you go back, you know, years and years later, it's like, damn. Yeah. Why I did know. I let that go? Yeah. Or you get another one and you're like, holy shit. Why did I let that go in the first You know, was, <laughs> I, I, I subscribe to uh, Ola England. Have you ever? Yeah. I don't think I know that one. He uh he's he's a guitarist for the band Feared. Um he's he's, he's Swedish. But uh Swedish metal band. Feared and uh I want to say it's the Haunted. Uh, there's a couple of his bands. Anyway, he does gear reviews a lot of times. Uh and and he's funny. I mean, he's Swedish. So he's, he's you know kind of dry it, well, I mean, humor it, in it's, a way. It's, and... it's funny in translation, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh <laughs> He he's been doing this thing where he's been revisiting old gear mm-hmm. and seeing if it if it still holds up. And so like he got the original pod 
bean, you know? Oh, yeah. And so he played through it, and he's like, yeah, this is pretty good. And then then he, you know, turned off the cab on the pod and ran into some of his own IRs. Mm. You know, so you're talking modern IRs, and it, they, they sound amazing. Wow! I mean, and and it, it, during some of these different, because he did like the the Behringer V amp. Yeah, uh, I, I remember po- those. Yeah, yeah Chad, so, yeah, Chad same, just got same, rid of one. <laughs> same same thing, man. It I think what really has evolved are the cab impulses. Yeah. Because I mean, if you switch cabs, yeah, back in those days, it was just an EQ curve, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. Uh, I think we're we're finding that a lot of that old gear sounds really good with with modern impulses, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which which is cool because I had I had the pod 1.0 and it was like a month after I got that that they announced the 2.0. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? But at that time, Line Six sold the chip, the little literal ROM chip, mm-hmm. and so you could buy that upgrade for fifty bucks. Crack that open, pull out the old chip, pop the new chip in, and you had a Pod 2.0. Uh, you had to you had to do things a little bit differently because it wasn't labeled like mm-hmm. the new yeah. one. But it, you know, after after a month of the old one, got the new one, it was like, oh, you know. <laughs> and it, it really just had additional models and and stuff like that. But uh, the way stuff is now, uh, you know, we we've talked about the Helix, um, the Line Six Helix. Um, they have the basically the software version. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that I recorded actually is just the software version. I didn't run it through the Helix. I just ran it through the Helix software. And there are a lot of people out there now that are starting to get low latency interfaces, and they're literally running their shit through the laptop. There's no amp, no pedal board. You, know, you run it through that, and then you program all your changes via MIDI. Yeah. So it does all the switching for you. And it's just all right there, and it, it it's crazy. Yeah, it's a new we we we've toyed with the world. <laughs> we toyed with the idea of having like a backup rig, um, because you know I have the hardware helix, mm-hmm. we have the hardware tracks and stuff like that, and but even with bass, we could totally build an entire backup rig on a laptop that played our tracks, handled all his bass tones, did all my guitar tones. Uh, vocal effects and you know we take this and and run everything into it it goes into the laptop and then back out the the biggest thing right the biggest hurdle right now is latency right that'd Um, be the major issue and it it all depends on the the interface and of course you know you're in the middle of a gig and windows decides it wants to do a fucking update you know (laughs) you you never know or one beer Right, yeah. One yeah. beer. Yeah. One beer yeah. can your whole <laughs> But I, I think I think shit. that would be really cool to set up as a backup rig. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, like slap it, pull out the laptop and this rack and it's like shit, this stuff ain't working, so we're good to go. Here we go. Or or sit there and use that one, just see what people say, but have your actual rigs behind right. you as the backup right. rig. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean Yeah. It looked cool as fuck. <laughs> It'd be fun to experiment with because that then opens up a whole world of plugins, mm-hmm. like uh, yeah, no kidding, like, like that Rex Brown bass plugin that I got. Uh, yeah, you know, Quentin could actually play live through that, mm-hmm. which would be kind of cool. But it, it's taking the time to set it up. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, we do actually we do actually run MIDI out of our live tracks player, and it does all the Helix switching for me. Oh wow! Yeah, which is great because you know. 
singing and playing. <laughs> and then tap dancing. And then and tap dancing. I know, I know how it's, that goes. Oh my God. <laughs> now, we don't have all our songs, but the songs, the current songs that we run tracks on, I put mm-hmm. put the MIDI switching on it, and it's amazing. Dude, I just... Now, have, will you be using that in uh, June Jams? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. I just have to play. <laughs> Sweet. I just have to play and sing. And, and for me, Until it's just it like a single chord to <laughs> plug in, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Yeah. Makes yeah. my life easy. <laughs> I still I need to go in and program my vocals right? to do the same thing. Right. Yeah. You know, it, I need to get off my butt and do that. Did you see did you see where on Instagram X Vive shared our post? I saw that yeah, you I think you shared that in Messenger and yeah. I just saw that as I was walking in today. So we got a bunch of these X Vive wireless transmitters. Mm-hmm. Um the original design is for like your mic. Yeah. But they they can send mic or line level. So like we've seen different videos where people were sending the the outs from their mixer wirelessly to the to the amp rack to right. the cabs yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen people use yeah. those with uh, with lights. Yeah, yeah. All, all so your... we were looking at uh, we were looking at the guitar, the bass, and sending it wirelessly over to the splitter because like we were talking about yeah, earlier, you were telling me, uh, cutting the cords. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cutting all the cords Cables that we could. Suck. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, I had a lot of technical issues this past Saturday. Um, and in retrospect, I'm not sure that those were the problem. Uh, but I was so frustrated and just bought all of them. I'm like, I'm fucking sending them back, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't sent them back yet. So I'm, I'm still on the fence. I've still got, I got it like 45 days. Um, but I think I had a point. <laughs> now i'm curious about those uh are you required to have like your own um network for those to hook up to or, or do those. they do they co- just no. hook up like like a, a wireless pack from your just like a wireless pack right yeah yeah, yeah. The, the the catch with them is they run on a, a 2.4 gigahertz spectrum mm-hmm. which is like your cell phones yeah. and and most wireless routers and different stuff like that so you can run into issues of interference if you have too many things going around and uh i you know again i don't know if that was what our what our problem was saturday because i don't think anybody else had any problems i don't think quentin was dropping out and i think it was just your guitar and it may not have been wirelessly dropping out it may have been between the the cab i don't interference well i mean it could have just been bad cable bad output jack bad input jack on the speaker you know yeah, need to troubleshoot it a little bit. Yeah, better. I mean, there were way too many variables, and I was just getting way too pissed off about it. So, um, but anyway, I was trying to go somewhere with this. Back it up. Back it up. Back oh. playback. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, we don't do that. that. Uh, Wireless is great when it all works. When, when it, it all works, works it's right. so great. Yeah. But when it doesn't work, yeah. Is and you're ripping your hair out. Well, and uh, but I mean, you got to treat it the same way as like if you had a cable there, yeah, right. You know, yes, so. you got fifty cables running and something's not working. You're trying to find that one cable, right? I've done that at many shows. Yeah. Right it now. is so frustrating. That's another one. Everyone has a story of that time or hunting yeah. down that bad cable. What was it last? Uh, um, the our summer bash. I forget what we call that. Oh, the end of summer bash. The end of summer bash. Yeah, that was yeah. it. The end of summer bash. <laughs> Shoot, we just had uh, we just had the PA kind of coming in and out and in and out. We couldn't figure out what the heck was going on, and we had wireless kind of going on there too. And we were like, "Oh, is a wireless going out?" And finally, we're like, 
jiggling cables, you know, going under the stage, like with flashlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're and that. it's like, ah, oh, you jiggled that one, that purple one, you jiggled it. It works now. Jiggle it again. Like, make stabilize sure. it. Make sure it stays right there. <laughs> Pull out the duct tape. Right. Right. And, you know, like you said, everybody has that story. Yeah. The thing gets me is when you run into uh, different sound guys and you know they've had that same story sure um but if you're the cause of it jesus christ some of the ones that i've run into are just douchebags there's no need to be that guy <laughs> no. no i know i mean we're not asking you know if we run into a problem we're not going to ask for more time you know if it's our problem it's our problem mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, don't need to be a douche about it you know or you get those bands that, as you're trying to set up, there they're not allowing you the proper time to set up. Yeah, there's you got you got you got right. one chord mixed up, and they're pushing you. No, just 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 go, just go, and then they get pissed off because right. they sounded shitty because they didn't let you double check all uh, your cables. Oh, we don't need a sound check. We don't need a sound. Just go, and then you go, and then they they're get like, pissed "I off. can't hear anything on my monitors." Right? <laughs> Why? You you, you're a shitty sound guy. <laughs> well so that's where in-ears come in handy uh and that was kind of what got us started on this this tracks ride yeah like i just i mean we have to have a click if we're going to run tracks and so then that we did it for a bit where zach was the only one that could hear it and we'd cue off of him which would which worked um, that was really stressful for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Like uh, Zach Lum, who we've had in here, who plays with Flosion and uh, Tracing the time, time Travelers, like they do that that way. And he is super good about that. He's just like, so he's a human metronome himself. So yeah. it works for them, but it was a lot of pressure for me. And I, I wasn't handling it really well. I don't think. <laughs> but we, we got through it. But as soon as, as soon as we all got that click, it, it made a big, big difference. It was, it was pretty wild. Um, Quentin and I, we honestly, we went, we went pretty cheap on our in ears. I mean, because you can spend thousands of dollars on that stuff. Yeah. Right. So, I, I looked and found something affordable that wasn't two point four gigahertz. It was in the UHF range, which <clears throat> won't run into as much problems, and. But it's it's like summed mono, so if we run stereo to it, it just takes left and right, puts them together as a mono signal, sends it out. So it isn't the best sound in your ears. It's not the not the headphones because we've we've listened hell. I've I've done dry mixes, you mm-hmm. know, with those headphones. Those headphones sound really good. It's just something in that mono conversion or you know it it just it, just because it's cheap you know but it does get the job done and i think i think both of us have adapted to it a little bit better quentin was the one that complained about it the worst mm-hmm. he fucking hated it i, I granted the first practice the first practice we got done and i looked at zag i said i fucking hate this <laughs> yeah i was i think i was probably one more than anybody pushing that i mean i just I love the idea. Yeah, like it just seemed like I could never hear what I wanted to hear when someone else was running the sound. It takes so much time to explain between you and the sound guy what you need to hear. Yeah. And then if it's not right off 
like right from the start you feel like such a prima donna by asking to adjust like while you're already into your set and it's oh i was like why i just want to control this myself you know um, and, and I, even now I it's think... it's not perfect because i don't have my drums for them i've got one mic kind of sitting behind me going into my ears but i really would like to have more kick drum it's not perfect. You but guys going to be running better. your in ears at June Gems, or are you just going to run off the the floor monitors? No, we'll, we'll run the in ears. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. So I might ask for. Want, yeah. I might ask for a little kick drum. Well, I mean, it, uh, you know, but that's probably we'll, we'll, it. We'll set there. You'll be mic'd up, kick drum, snare, cool. and uh, two overheads. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what we do most of the time. Yep. And like I said, we'll we'll run into the splitter and, and back out to the snake, and right. so you know, yeah. All you'll have to worry about is the front of the house. All right, know? cool, cool. Yeah. I like to ask all the bands, what are you guys bringing right. that way? Yeah. I, I got to right. do my homework all right. All right. Before, beforehand yeah. to, to find out what's going on. No, want, we appreciate that because there's a lot of people that don't. If you I want a know. stage plot, if you want a stage plot or something, I can get you one. Right on, right on. Oh, heck, I, I'll do that too. Right. I mean, lights-wise, just because I'm running sound, uh, I they, they just go on auto. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't try to do anything with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, eventually like, like, we'll God have God damn it. I want sharks too. with freaking laser beams. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to work on a, a programmed light show too. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I, I got the yet. program on my computer. I've even got the USB to DMX capability from the computer right, to it. You only got two. But hands. yeah, I mean, you know, for for Soup Man, I could pro I, I could program light shows and stuff exactly. and just hit go. But right. yeah. when it comes to other bands, yeah, like and honestly, I like when I have ran lights for people, I'll sit there, I'll listen to their music ahead of time. That way, I can get a feel for okay, they yeah, yeah. drop it down here, bring it up here. Yeah. Awesome, I mean, man. It, here's a, it's here's all homework. A story that's maybe a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's hilarious. Have you ever worked with anyone that's tried to do pyrotechnics? Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I, I have. I guarantee you he, he's worked with the same guy. Oh. Larry the Light Guy. Larry the, yes! Larry the Light Guy. Larry the light Shout out to Larry the Light Guy. Oh, shit. Yeah. We just... out, there, out there at the Soul Grounds. He yes. used to run our pyros for us all the time because yes. I was in Split Soul. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're the ones that was on Durflinger's land out there. We just clipped the shit out of the audio screaming Larry the Light Guy. That was awesome. That's all right. Uh, just pick one mic that works. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I'll, I'll fix oh, it. Oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, I still run into him. Yeah, he used to work at Walmart. Does he still work at Walmart? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I work at Taco Bell, too. Yeah. He comes in every weekend. <laughs> I haven't seen him in years, but I love that guy to death. I love oh, him. Last name is, what, Modiset? Something, something like something that. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that stuck. That always stuck. It was, yeah. it's, and it, it's probably wrong. Yeah, like I, I don't <laughs> even know, dude. He's just Larry the Light Guy, yeah, right? Right. Just, I, yeah. I still, I legit still call him that when I see him. I'm like Larry the Light Guy, and he's yeah. like, Yeah, all right, it stuck. Yeah, <laughs> he's just kind of so. like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> he's two, probably sick of hearing it. Got two coffee cans on either side of the stage, loaded with gunpowder, and you know, uh, one goes off. <laughs> yeah. He had once, like we were playing, just like a, a basically a house party, and I think I think the house has now been condemned or or and tore down, but it was this really cool, like um, 
plantation style house out in the country by Elk City Lake. And we called it the cat house because apparently back in the day it was a whorehouse. <laughs> and a couple of friends of mine were living in it, you know, and they, they had everyone out there. So we're like out on this big ass porch. And he's like, all right, what's this? In this song, what is like a, a point I need to listen? What's a cue that I can listen to to set this off? You know, so I kind of explain it to him. And uh, he's like, okay, we come to that point in the song, nothing happens. It's like, okay, that's cool. It, you know, it didn't go off. I'm just fine. And then just out of nowhere, I'm standing right on top of the fucking thing. And it's like, boom. And it scared me to death. I, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't catch on fire, but so it scared the poop out of me, though. Puckered my <laughs> good, butthole for sure. Good times. Good times. Yeah. That same show, that was way back early days. Of, I was in a band called Blood Red Moon. That was uh, mostly um, music that I had written and stuff. My singer, a cat named Bruce Shields from here in Independence, now lives in Colorado. One of the coolest guys ever. But uh, he had decided he wore nothing but boxers and painted himself head to toe silver. He had sh- And he had shaved off every... Every single body hair, from eyebrows, head, every he was completely hairless and 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 covered himself from head to toe in silver paint. Are, are we are we talking like a Steve Vai bad horsey silver? Yeah, like yeah, like <laughs> like he like was like silver surfer, looking like completely bald, silver from head to toe, naked except for some boxer shorts that were also silver. It was amazing uh, and this was things. larry no no <laughs> okay. it was it was a show where larry was okay. doing was doing like, some pyro for us so i went to the bathroom at the wrong time no. <laughs> you know it was funny i don't know if he ever did this for you guys but like the the times that he would come and run lights for us he would actually come to the the practice before oh that's cool and, and yep. try it out yeah yep yep, yep. he's yeah. he done that time or two out there and, in the and soul grounds. everything worked perfect at the practices. And at the show, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> it was great. So it's just like the music. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, he was he no, was great. I appreciate that guy so much, man. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen him in years, but Larry, if you're out there, I hope you're freaking killing life. Dude. <laughs> Give I us a shout, awesome. man. Yeah. <laughs> Need to, br- need to bring him out to like one of the sh- uh, June jams yeah. and see if he'll do some pyros yeah. for it. That, oh, that would be that would awesome. Be that would be so amazing. There you go. There's your homework, man. If he comes oh, in, honestly, this, honestly, I'd be like, hey, man, you still got your uh, your pyrotechnic stuff? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. If not, I got some. I got some coffee cans. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't have them. I saw you were looking for right. some. <laughs> I, I got some. I got some big ass pork and beans cans. Oh, right. Yeah. On. So. That's a that's a project. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pork and beans cans. Crickets. Pork and beans. Pork and beans. Were they van camps? I don't know. The labels were already removed. Oh, okay. Somebody did the <laughs> grunt work for me. They were awesome. Actually, uh, shout out to Dudley's Barbecue because that's where they came from. Oh. 
And we know those beans get put to good use. Oh, God. <laughs> that's that's who we need to hit up for a sponsor, man. Yeah, dude, if you're ever in Iola, Kansas, yes. Dudley's Done Right Barbecue yes. is he, the shit. He doesn't even have to give us money, man. It's just like, hook us up with some food. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> give yeah, us a I, coupon I've code. Many, and... I've done many shows for just food. <laughs> oh, food and beer. Yep. Lurch's Bar and Grill. <laughs> yep. Oh, you can drink beer all night long. <laughs> they regretted it some nights. Yeah. <laughs> some people know how to how to take care of that. I'm I'm not saying I do. <laughs> it's like free beer. It's all we got is Natty Light. Well, okay. Care. You said free. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not picky. Keep it coming. Schlitz or whatever. Yeah. Oh, dude. And friends of mine and I, one night we decided to have a forty night. Yeah, we all we all got like forties like slit malt liquor. Oh god! Oh god! That stuff starts getting warm. It's hard. It's yeah. hard to. Oh, you don't waste time, man. Old oh, I know. Old, old English, English high no, actually, no, I'm sorry. That's what it was. It, there, it was old English. Old That's English. what I had. Was old English. Yes. Yeah. What were some of the other? Yeah, ones? we. Uh, uh, I loved old English. Uh, Colt 45. Yeah. Shit. That was Just good. Out. That was good. Uh, Mickey's. And I used to drink a shit ton of Mickey's. Of course, oh, they, I never liked Mickey's. Of course, they were only about that big. Right. You know? Yeah. The one that I never liked that everybody did was the Little Kings, man. I never liked the Little Kings. Yeah. I think I've maybe mm-hmm. tried that once. Yeah. That was enough. I don't know. Me. I might have to revisit that just because. Yeah. We'll have to have a malt liquor podcast. Yeah, we'll have to do like an old <laughs> school night. podcast. We're going to have a podcast. Podcast. Uh, Get off Fodies. PBR, if you're listening. Fodies and Shodies. Yeah. <laughs> we can probably get to 40s. That's about it. Yeah. 40s and it's a Miller High Life. Miller yeah. High Life to go champagne oh, I, beers. Dude, I drank the shit out of some High Life back in the day. The only thing uh, I, I never drank was uh, Coors Light. Oh, I, like, I have when it's free. Yeah. Even then, I can't. I can't. You know, I think my thing like that is is uh, the the straight up uh, Millers, not the not the High Life, but just a straight like a Miller Light. Yeah. That has a funky flavor to me, and it. I can get through it. Uh, I I don't like it. Yeah. It weirds me out. I, per- personally, I'm a Budweiser man. Yeah. That, that's what I drink. I, I, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No, no. And, and I like the Bud Heavy, so I like yeah, that, that, yeah. Yeah. Not Bud Light. Yeah. Bud Wiser. I, I don't, right, I like same. Bud Light. I, I'll, I'll drink Natty Light before I'll drink Bud Light. <laughs> See, I, I like Bud Light in a bottle, but Bud Light in a can is a completely different animal. And I don't know why. Hmm. You yeah. get that aluminum taste to it. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't get much dis- difference between like PBR in a can or a bottle. Um, but for some reason, Bud Light, there's, there's there's a line drawn in the sand, <laughs> and that shit ain't right. Yeah. So out of a can, I'll pass. But yeah, Coors Light, and part of it was, is my dad drank Coors Light, um, and I don't know. He used to drink regular Coors, and I still like regular Coors. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went to Coors Light for a long, long time, and then he's on like Miller Light now. He likes Miller Light, which is okay. But Coors Light, man, I just never could get it. I don't know. It just it doesn't taste like much to me. Right, right. It's just it's something that you drink if you want to get drunk. 
<laughs> he was not yeah. any light beer. Any light beer to me is just something that it's like you're just trying to get drunk. You're not trying to enjoy the beer because yeah. it's just slightly flavored water. I you know you I know? mean even heavier beers. I'm not drinking it to enjoy the flavor. Oh, see, I I like I, I like beer. <laughs> I, like, I like Budweiser. I get I can it. get not not maybe necessarily snobbish about it, but I I really like like uh, craft beers and like like browns and ambers especially like things that are more malty rather than hoppy like i really like that stuff um i don't know it, it's crazy you know you you can hit some some heavy beers that are really good and you know maybe i should just pay attention to what's in it but yeah some are some are really good and then some are like no hell no you know? oh but, yeah well i think that's just with everything yeah, yeah. there's some i like some you don't yeah um, ain't nothing wrong with mixing it up Especially when you can't get a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but for your everyday drinking enjoy- enjoyment. You're right. I still think. Try a Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Blue Ribbon special, baby. <laughs> oh. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Pabst Blue Ribbon. <laughs> yes. Some uh, blue velvet up in here, man. Right. I haven't seen that in so long. Uh, you know what we need to talk about, Matt? David Lynch? Um, well, yeah, I'm cool <laughs> with talking about that anytime, but I was going to say Turbo Kid. Oh, yeah. So you watched it? Too. I watched Turbo Kid. It's so amazing. So I'm like, I've been like proselytizing the amazingness of it, Turbo Kid. It is pure 80s cheesy gold. But it takes itself serious in a. It's funny in, in an a, honest way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to explain, but it's, it's so campy and like purposefully like kind of retro, but yet like. But it takes its, it takes yeah. the story seriously. Yeah, it does. It's like the acting is not like lame and breaking the fourth wall or no anything, no you and, and, and you know you, you you would think that you know even with with good acting that i don't it's just if you haven't seen turbo kid it's on amazon prime and check it out yeah it, you I, will not be disappointed no oh and, and if you are then don't ever listen to any of our movie recommendations again right? <laughs> yeah yeah because especially if you if you grew up in the 80s like like we did, you know. And the whole the whole opening scene, man, is is like BMX bandits, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. Or like There's rad. Like you remember music. rad? Yes. Yeah. There's like this music montage as he's doing kicking wheelies. You know, I mean, it wasn't it was, like fancy BMX <laughs> backflips or anything. It's just like going over a hill. It was like Fah. it was like if I just grabbed a bike and just went over a dirt ramp. It was like, yeah, I, yeah. I did it. I landed safely. But it was. It, <laughs> It's so good. I can't. I can't get it. So after that, there was another movie. Um, so I kind of went down the the Amazon Prime rabbit hole after that. Cool. Oh, what was it called? Um, James Franco directed it, and it's got horrible ratings, but it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't that great, um, but it's got a really good cast in it. Damn it! I've got a James Franco rant. Go for it. <clears throat> I think that he's a super overrated actor. I think a lot, I mean, he's probably a hell of a guy. I mean, he's probably a super nice guy. I've got nothing against James Franco, but he is not a fucking good actor. 
he looks kind of stupid and people think he's amazing i don't know why i don't know why um so that's my rant no and and that's fair to say i think james franco plays james franco every yeah, time yeah yeah he's got uh, that goofy squinty smile and it's right. like that's what he does that's right. that's all he does i okay. on you know there's there are several movies i enjoy uh the sillier ones are usually the the, the better ones yeah um but did you ever watch 127 hours I want to say yes. That's the that's the one where the the kids out in the uh, Arizona or Utah, anyway, he's going through the canyons. Anyway, he falls down a crevice and his oh, arm no, gets stuck. Oh no, no, I haven't oh, seen yeah. that one. Yeah. David Fincher. Yeah, I think okay. he directed. I love it. David Fincher too. Right, right. I mean, he's really good in that. He's, okay, he's still James Franco. Right. He's like if James Franco fell in this <laughs> and 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 got stuck, you know, yeah, and eventually had to cut his own arm off. Yeah. 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 It's oh, it's, right, I'm gonna go back on a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I think when his that name was uh, Aaron something. I I can't remember. But Aaron I lost a limb. Yeah. <laughs> um. Indeed. <laughs> but it, it's good it, and it's cool. worth a watch. I yeah, I should probably. If watch it, that. it feels very much like uh, the beach. Did you ever watch that, with Leo? That was God. I'm I'm slipping on my movie watching. I guess uh, I don't think I've seen that one. No, I, maybe it wasn't David Fincher. I think it was the same guy that did The Beach, and I don't think that was. Hmm. Keep talking. I gotta find this. I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go back on my criticism of James Franco and just say that I think it's super cool that while he is like a pretty big name actor and pretty successful. He put himself through. I want to say it was Harvard. Even while while doing, you know, totally successful, did not does not need to go to school for any reason. Like could live the rest of his life perfectly comfortable. He decided to go get a, a degree at like a super demanding university just because he thought it was cool. Well, I think like, I think he's an cool. intelligent guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he's like made said, some good business decisions right like you know, a career decision he's probably a hell of a guy like i'm not trying to talk trash on him personally just i i picture the real james franco as the james franco in pineapple express yeah you know yeah and that movie was funny as shit yeah true truth danny boyle okay so i'm pretty sure it was danny boyle he did uh 28 days later yeah okay. um sunshine did the beach uh, let's see. And he did 127 hours. Okay, so I was wrong. Hmm. It was not uh, David Fincher. It's Danny Boyle. And all of those movies are excellent. Yeah. And uh, did you say you haven't seen The Beach? I don't think I've seen The Beach. You need to see The Beach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It might be one of those that I've just forgot because I've got a shitty memory and I'll go back and watch the first five minutes and be like, oh, yeah, it's this movie. Now, the, the, <laughs> the, beach, the beach came out, I think, before 28 Days Later. Okay. Um, and like I say, it's got Leo in it. It's got uh, oh, Tilda Swinton. Oh yeah, she's amazing. She is. She is, and she's actually fairly normal in this one. Uh, oh, a normal woman okay. in this one. Um, uh, Robert Carlyle uh, was Begbie in Train Spotting. Oh, okay. The the violent, ultra violent guy. Yeah. He's in uh, Once Upon a Time. Plays uh, oh, um, Ripple Stilskin. Anyway, yeah, anyway, that British guy, <laughs> he's in it. He's he's awesome. 
uh, and uh, basically they go and they uh, he Leo's on I don't know just some sabbatical you know touring Asia and he runs into a uh, a French couple and they track down this this rumored island mystery island right so the the small community that lives on this island is on this like perfect beach but the rest of the island is like uh is like a marijuana plantation i mean they've got literal you know guys with machine guns out there i mean you know they almost got killed getting into this place and it's it is supposed to be a complete secret and so you know obviously the the secret got out to get them there and Mm-hmm. So, but it it gets uh, kind of Lord of the Flies and okay, uh, and then you add in drug dealers and yeah, it's a good time. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and hilarity ensues. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's just a good movie. It's a good movie. Anything on your radar, movie, art, music wise, that you're excited about right now, Zach? Um, not really. I don't watch much tv or movies i mean most of my my time is consisted of either spending in the garage on my guitar or just getting my kids out fishing camping hell yeah yeah. i mean that's amazing that's really great trying to keep them from being in front of a screen is my daily life struggle i am 100 (laughs) percent with you like i've got a i've got a 14 year old that I can't pry away from her phone <clears throat> at all. Mm-hmm. But then I have a two year old and we've decided from the get go that her screen time is going to be severe, like very strictly limited. And Fascist. so, yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. it's an authoritarian yeah. dictatorship, 100% in my house, you know, uh, <clears throat> that said, I, we have kind of bent on that. There's a, and this hilarious name for a show, I don't think it's supposed to be hilarious, but it's a kid's cartoon named Puffin Rock. But it sounds like you're puffing rocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like the birds puffins. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's a little island and there's these little I'm like you show her New birds Jack City and, or what? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> but so she's we let her watch that show every I, once I, a while, I remember you know? that one when my kids were <laughs> yeah. tidier my six-year-old in particular like, what are you doing i'm just puffing rock <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but, uh, the amount of adult humor in kids shows that you never realize until I you know. become an adult well, it's, is, yeah it's such is, yeah oh, wow. such subtle innuendos that they uh, purpose you know they purposely put oh, it yeah. in there Let's see what we can slip under the radar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. there's still things I I laugh about about uh, <clears throat> the Amazing World of Gumball. I hate that show. Really? Oh God, I hate oh, that show. Oh, I think show. it's hilarious. Nah, I, don't I think it's pretty show. funny. Yeah, I don't like my kids watching that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like again, my older daughter watched that and. Like I'd be watching, I'd be like, "God damn! I don't think that they're like being funny for her. I think they're being funny for me." You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that's another one like that, man. Uh, I know I didn't really like like Adventure Time, but every once in once in a while, I'd see something with that, and it would crack me up. Yeah, yeah. Like they'd grab their butts and be like, "Oh my hams, my hams!" <laughs> like, 
saw a uh, a meme the other day. I can't I can't remember how it goes, but uh, basically it was somebody was referring to a fart as ass hams. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why it made me think of you. You talk about farts and stuff. Made me think. Made me think of the ultimate band name. Oh, lay it on us. <laughs> cerebral, cerebral flatulence. <laughs> yeah, brain awesome. fart. Hell yeah, <laughs> flatulence. That's a prog band. Yeah, that should have been the name of this podcast. Honestly. <laughs> right. <laughs> It'd been way more apropos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh goodness! Cerebral flatulence. Tune in now. I've been watching, and I'm almost done with the fourth season of The Expanse. And yeah, you were talking. about Yeah, that. dude, I like it. I That's like good. it a lot. It's yeah. yeah, it's worth checking out if you like um, sci-fi kind of yeah, stuff. Absolutely. It's finding the time. Kind of. It, it almost seems like a. Like a a gritty Star Trek, but pre pre Star Trek, like leading up to a Star Trek civilization before Starfleet, yeah. before Starfleet, before the Federation of Planets and all that yeah. stuff. It's like humanity just just getting off Earth and like starting to explore our own solar system. Like they haven't found a way to get out of our solar system yet, you know. Hmm. But still colonizing Mars, colonizing the asteroid belt, and then building nations, and then those nations like having disputes and tensions and then then crazy shit happens that i won't give away the plot of <laughs> you know of what happens to throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing but it's pretty pretty cool cool yeah i still i still need to uh they just put uh, avatar the last airbender back on netflix and i need yeah. to start it and watch it again dude so good it's, it's one of my favorite cartoons that's yeah. non-star wars yeah, same. Yeah. The movie was lacking, but oh, <laughs> oh yeah, the movie, the movie was very lacking. Yeah, I, yeah. I even watched rewatched the movie about a couple weeks ago. I've watched ju- ju- it just to was it as bad as I thought it was? You know? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's not a terrible movie, and if you went into it not having any Avatar background, it'd be all right. You know? Yeah. And, and so sometimes when it's on and there's nothing else on, and I'll watch it, and that's well, okay. I know this is better, you know. Yeah. And every, the fact that it's back on, I I can't wait to jump back into it. Yeah. Every time someone brings up the Avatar movie, I have to say one, I'm not down on M Night Shyamalan. Like I do like a lot of his movies. I like most of them. I like most of them. Yeah. I didn't like The Happening very much. That was the one I was kind of down on. I like the idea. Honestly, yeah. what killed it for me was that was probably the worst acting I've ever seen Mark Wahlberg do. And, <laughs> and you know, you have to blame a lot of that on the director <laughs> because that's apparently what he wanted. Right. But he said, oh, my God, and it's so much. Why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. No. No. I like Zoe Deschanel, but yeah. all it was was just like her eyes. Her, 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 right. like, <laughs> but... Um, yeah. No, but, I agree. That was probably the weakest. Yeah, that he's done. that's the weakest one. Yeah, but I like M Night Shyamalan. I I did not like. I was up upset, not upset. I was disappointed in Avatar: The Last Airbender, the movie. Um, there were some a few things in that movie that I think were great that I think other movies should adopt. And I always say this: that 
I loved how in the cartoon, like the Fire Nation was a homogenous like race of people. The Air Nation was a homogenous race of people, and they they cast those people like like they cast that movie like all the Fire Nation was people of Indian descent, like from India, you know, and like uh, I I don't remember all like like the uh, Water Nations like Inuit kind of people, you mm. know, but they had they were like distinctly different like ethnicities representing each nation, and that fuels proper because they all have their own culture they're all from a different region and it but it's not like uh it's not a racist thing it's like you're representing a lot of different types of people it's just that you're representing them in homogenous groups you know because that's the way the story works right it's 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 so like it wasn't it was inclusive but it wasn't too woke for itself you know, right. I wish that a lot of movies, maybe I'm getting into dangerous territory, but <laughs> I really, I don't know. I really appreciated that about that movie because it made it feel real. You know, it's like all these people are stuck on this Island. Well, you're not going to have, you know, red and yellow and white and black and people like, all. it's like, cause how, how would you, if right. they're all from this one geographical location, you know, they'd all be homogenous. So I could see that from the, the fire nation because they didn't really, Right, like I could see the the air, see the air nomads that that would be perfectly plausible for them to be and the waterbenders and the earth benders, all of them. You know, the earth benders, I could see that too. The waterbenders yeah. are pretty; they're pretty like up north, pretty kind remote, of, yeah. pretty remote. Yeah. Um, but I like that fact. Like I don't know. That's me on my soapbox being like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm all I, I'm I all for that. social justice. That's I'm it. all for it, but it's like, don't go so woke that you're like not. Not uh, doing justice to the story and being, you know, yeah. breaking the plausibility of how this all actually but, would take but, place in real life. But uh, aside from that, going towards like aliens, alien species and stuff like that. So let's take Captain Marvel for instance. You got the scrolls in there. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed that Hollywood can't really come up, cannot differentiate different alien race? So, you know. If the scrolls, as a race, were like humans, they'd be way more varied in look. You know what I mean? Maybe it's because they're advanced, and you know they advance past the point of being different. But you know, all alien movies are like that. Oh, yeah. Aliens always share the same look. Right. Yeah, it may be right. a different person under that mask, but. They're all human, humanoid looking. Well, but I mean, it's like well, you don't you don't have you don't have a Chinese scroll. You don't have, you know, a Caucasian scroll. You don't have a Mexican scroll. You know, right? And, and I'm sure a lot of that just has to do with being simple. Yeah, they put yeah, the, just they the put those of... they, they they put the different ethnicities under the makeup. Right, but, right. But still, come on. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that, I Unless, don't, like you're saying, if they're so advanced, it's like they've uh, all, all their different populations have intermingled so much that they're just all one race, all one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, food for thought, you know. Yeah. Maybe that's what advanced civilizations like, are. Yeah. Like in another thousand years, we'll, we'll probably all be like kind of a beige color. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe. Could be. Yeah. There are definitely benefits to that. Oh yeah. 
thing. But you can't say, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a whole other. I know, I know. We're going down like a wormhole <laughs> that's, that's, here. That's, it's that's like, a big rabbit hole. You know, yeah, let's not fall down. Just, uh, let's, let's I'll just end it on this. It's like, like uh, uh, genetic diversity, um, you know, people getting together that have different genetics that are genetically dissimilar is going to create the stronger, more adaptable offspring. That's like biology, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? yeah. So. More power to you. That's, that's my uh, final word on that subject. <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely pro-diversity. Yeah. Just listen to our music. Right? It's about to get real diverse. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you guys uh, in both bands that you're a part of? Are you guys doing um, mostly original music? Are you doing covers? Are you doing a, a blending of the two? What's your approach to that stuff? Soup Man is... We, we, we try to be mostly originals. I mean, we have a stock array of filler covers mm-hmm. just to flesh out if we need longer or, or whatnot. Including an amazing Beastie Boys cover. <laughs> yes, I remember that yes. from last June Jams. Yes. So good. Uh, Everyone was on their feet singing yeah. along. Well, who doesn't like Beastie Boys? Uh, I mean, <laughs> if a lot, they don't, a lot of people, wrong. A lot of people don't like Beastie Boys. Well, they're wrong. A lot they, of cunts. They are, they are very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Shiloh's, as of right now, we're majority just uh, cover music. Now, me... Uh, me, the other guitarist, Brett and Terry, we we've been starting to dabble per se a little bit in uh, the idea of writing our own. I know Brett's mm-hmm. really gung ho about it. Every band I've always been in, we've always done original stuff. But um, here, our our biggest thing, because I mean, the new lineup happened literally right before COVID nineteen hit, so we're just scrambling right now to uh, learn as much of the old set that they had to mm-hmm. be able to gig with and move forward with right. so right um but i mean it, it goes from light rock hard rock metal i mean it, it's all over the place oh, yeah you got I mean, to a, you got jefferson airplane and yeah you got bon jovi and, yeah yeah you know, i mean you got stuff that other cover bands aren't playing well see uh, that's, that, that's cool. one thing we we've been trying to look for is you know um uh, like one we're working on right now uh black sabbath fairy wear fairies wear boots Never heard of another band in the area ever, yeah. ever cover uh, that. Right. We're, we're trying to look for the songs that were, you know, bangers on the album, but mm-hmm. nobody's, no, doing. nobody's doing them. I mean, everybody right. does Paranoid. Everybody does a Crazy Train. Or I mean, Iron like, Man. Or yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, we, mean, we keep going back and forth, and eventually we're going to get, get around to doing it, but uh, A National Acrobat. Have you yeah. heard that one? No, I don't think That's so. That's a Sabbath tune. Okay. Yeah. It's like a deep cut. It's, okay, okay. it's one of my favorite Sabbath tunes for but, sure, dude. But it's, it's super a very good. cool song. Or, or, yeah. or like a Electric Funeral. We're, yeah. we're working on yes. that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Then uh, other songs like going from Electric Funeral, switching over to uh, Kiss, God of Thunder. Yeah. I mean, granted, I don't like Kiss's version of God of Thunder. <laughs> there, There is a, uh, on YouTube, check it out. It has Rob Zombie. On vocals, um, Tommy Lee on drums, Slash on guitar. What? Yeah, I mean, oh, I never and, heard of this. And I mean, it is—it's uh, like 
night and day different. <laughs> sure. they, and I mean, they bring Ace Freely out to oh, to, nice. to play also, and it's just like wow. It, oh, it gave cool. the song big balls. Yeah. <laughs> so I will I will say that uh, Kiss puts on a hell of a show. Um, I'm glad I got saw I, I and I saw him without makeup. So it probably would have been way cooler with makeup. But, right. But at that time, it was the Hotter in the Shade album. So we're talking late 80s, early 90s, something yeah. like that. Um, and See, it was them. Uh, I think faster... that was like, I want to say I was like 7th, 8th grade when that came out. Yeah. Like yeah. That, yeah. Of course, you know, they had the power ballad on that one. It was just like, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was well, like, I well, yeah. Really okay. Really so, yeah, really it would have been, really been late 80s because that was totally, yep. totally middle school, man. Yeah. It was totally middle school. But uh, it was them and Faster Pussycat, which yep. they were incredible, man. That They were the band I actually went to see. And then opening for them was the brand new up-and-coming band. Just had their first hit single on radio, Slaughter. Oh, <laughs> I loved Slaughter back right? in the day. Which we uh, got to see them a couple years yeah. ago at uh, Rock, Oklahoma, too. I seen when they were new, and his pipes yeah. were... Yeah, and there was no auto tune back then. (laughs) Right, that was it. Was awesome. You you, you all here are making me feel like a baby. (laughs) We're old. Yeah, I'm the oldest guy in the room. Showing our age again. (laughs) No, I remember. Do do you you guys remember? They were kind of like here one minute, gone the next. But you remember a band called Trickster? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember the video? They were all riding on the mini bikes. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. Like, I love that had, so like, much. One of the mini guitar. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I love that. I love that. Their, that that their was at first the first tape. Yeah, so that much. was like the the tail end of glam. So they were yes. still very glam sounding, but they were starting to get away from the glam look. Yes, because none of them were wearing makeup, but they were right. all still real clean shaven. <laughs> yeah, it's like they were the the. The between step between that and grunge. You yeah, know, they, yeah. I remember them wearing some flannels and stuff. Yeah, and... It was like it was like them. Ugly Kid Joe came out about that time mm-hmm. too. Um, uh, yeah, dangerous, one. dangerous toys. You remember Dangerous Toys? I remember them, yeah. but I can't think of a song. Uh, Little Caesar. <laughs> it was before the Pizza Place. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that one. <laughs> yeah, they did a they did a really cool cover of uh, Chain of Fools. Uh, oh, okay. The song Aretha did. Yeah, uh, I think it was an Otis Redding tune originally yeah um they did really cool i remember i remember thinking that that was like one of the heaviest fucking songs i'd ever heard in my life and you know after the internet exploded and, and napster and all that stuff you know i, I revisited it i'm like yeah okay this is good but this ain't fucking heavy right right it's weird how you go back and see right. this. all right i got a question for maybe both of you what what did you hear that because I think we all like pretty aggressive music. I mean, we all that's not the only thing that we all like, but right, we all right, like right. some aggressive music, right? Yep. So, what what was the first thing that you were just like, holy shit, that's so fucking heavy? Slayer, Slayer, <laughs> Slayer. All right, yeah, it was all seasons right. in the abyss. <laughs> yeah, for me, it that, was it was yes, definitely that's uh, so they're such a riftastic band, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and the darkest riffs. Man. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they just have they just have like they that have a built distinct in, you know? sound. I mean, you you hear Slayer and you know that Slayer, but, yeah, but before absolutely. you hear the vocals, and then of course when you hear Tom Araya's vocals, you're yeah. just like, yeah, that's yeah. Slayer. It's Slayer. Yeah. yeah, you hear Lombardo's freaking like <laughs> oh, machine man. gun freaking yeah. yeah. 
Well, and even uh, boss staff was was awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, for fill in, the the actually it was the first uh, Slayer CD that I actually bought because I didn't really care for them mm-hmm. for a long time, um, and it was primarily the vocals. I, I you know he's just yelling. I get that, um, but I've learned to appreciate it over over the years. I do like Slayer. I just is one of those that kind of had to acquire the taste for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Divine Intervention was the first mm-hmm. album after Lombardo left, and, and that was a really good album. But I remember, I uh, just remember the opening line in, like, Seasons of the Abyss. It's just dark as hell, and South of Heaven, just yeah, dark yeah. as hell. And just amazing. But their, my favorite song of theirs is always going to be War Ensemble. I love that song, especially when it breaks down in the middle. It's just, that's an incredible song. I can't song. think of how that song goes off the top of my head. I'm not a huge Slayer right. dude, but right. like, all right, I'll have to go and listen to that yeah. and yeah. check yeah. it out. My, mine would have to be Skeletons of Society. That's I a mean, you, damn you good hear, song. You, yeah. you hear that bass in the beginning. Yeah. Thump, 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 thump. Yeah. And it don't matter. It can be just somebody put it on and you know, okay, yeah, that's Slayer. Yeah. Just yeah. from the kick drum. You you want to hear this is super lame, super lame. But like, I didn't get into Slayer, dude. I was like, I was scared to like give them a chance in a yeah, way, be, yeah, I don't be, just that. because I. And this doesn't come from my parents necessarily, but like, I went to when I started school as a young kid. Like, I was in um, Christian schools, mm-hmm. and I was just like indoctrinated to just be very afraid of stepping out of that lane. Right. You know what I mean? So I'd hear music, and even if it was like fascinating and like stuff, I'd be like, "No, I can't, I can't listen to it. That, that's, <laughs> that's wrong. That's so music right there. That's secular. Like, that's wrong." What's funny is my they're my, talking about evil stuff. <laughs> my first real rock concert was Striper. It was in Joplin. Yeah, I do. I, Dude, like they, back when I when I was a kid, like they were amazing. I didn't even know that they were like a, more or less a Christian band. Yeah, like I just yeah. like, oh, they're. You know, they were just like they, yeah. one of those uh, kind of hair metal bands yeah. that I. They they were amazing. They really were. Yeah, they're really uh, good musicians. Yeah, um, and it it was really cool. You know, Memorial Hall at Joplin. You know, so right I mean, even far away, you're close. Yeah, you know, uh, but okay. So so going down the 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 Slayer rabbit hole, let's 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 talk the Big Four. Well, wait, know? I want to hear what's your band that really got <laughs> oh, you into heavy? Got me into heavy. Um, honestly. Uh, where you were talking the heaviest ever, right? That that um, you originally think, thought. Yeah, I mean, I I know the, the one I know that, that you were into like the like I was when you were a kid, kind of the glam stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna say what like brought you into the next level heavy. Really, the one that got me was uh, fucking Iron Man. It was on the on the jukebox at the fucking bowling alley, man. Somebody would put that shit on. It's like, oh my god, that song! What song is that? You know, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go pump in like twenty quarters, man. We just gonna play it over and over again. You know, and I and honestly, I never was that big of a, a Sabbath. I'm a bigger Sabbath fan now than I was then, um, because you know the the probably the the next step in that was was Motley Crue, um, and Shout Out the Devil. Which for for a glam band is is a heavy album. They were yeah, yeah. they were way heavier than right. Oh, than a lot of people sing gave those them. vocals. <laughs> oh my no, god. Uh, no. uh, but I, yeah, yeah, it was it was Iron Man. I'll always remember that. 
Yeah, and, that rocks. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the cool thing about music, that stuff that sticks in your head. But I remember before I actually discovered heavy music, probably the heaviest song that I, what I thought was the heaviest song was uh, Wild Boys by Duran Duran. I don't even know which song that is. Yeah. I, well, you go back and listen to it, you'd be like, what? What are you talking about? Like not, there's not even guitar on that. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I just thought, oh, this is heavy, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this rocks. Perception as a kid is an amazing thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially when you get to experience it through your kids. Yeah. Yeah, when they discover it, and you're like, shut the fuck out of here. You want heavy. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Uh, Driving down the road, I put Iron Maiden in the the van, and my six-year-old's back there belting belting Iron Maiden. I'm just like, yes. See, Maiden. I am a good father. (laughs) (laughs) Maiden's another one of those bands that I appreciate more now than I ever did then. God, right, I always right. loved the album artwork, though, man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The album yeah. artwork was always so creepy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same with, I, I, I never could get into the music of Iced Earth, but I always loved their album covers. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I like the dual guitar harmonizing stuff, you know, that kind of quintessential Iron Maiden yeah. kind yeah. of sound. It's so, it's so cool. All right, Flashpole. Favorite Megadeth album? Countdown to Extinction. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was I was late coming to the Megadeth. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. For reasons stated earlier. Favorite Anthrax <laughs> album. <sighs> I never was super. Uh, this is one one that I'm like kind of more into now than I ever was. Right. Then maybe uh, Sound of White Noise. Honestly, I I never really got into Anthrax. Really? I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, of all the big four, though, the one yeah. I least yeah. got into. Right. The sound of white noise. Yeah. John Bush is always going to be better than Joey Belladonna. Always. I agree, dude. Always. I, like Black Lodge is such a fucking good song. That that album was good and alive. I got to. That's the one and only time I saw Anthrax, and it was with John Bush for that album, and it was nice. the Canes, and it was fucking amazing. Because you're all packed in there, you know, and and they do a Beastie Boys cover, and, and and yeah, man, it was fucking great. And to top that off, the opening band was Fight. We've talked about this yeah, before, yes. Which was Rob Halford's first band okay. after Priest, and he was the opening act. Oh my god! I was like, oh shit! <laughs> and you want to talk about when he hits a high note in the Canes ballroom? Every freaking thing just vibrate <laughs> it's incredible and i i was never a huge fan of the the those high vocals man but yeah after that night i was like this dude is a god uh-huh. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh favorite metallica album oh uh and justice for all by far for me kill them all kill them all yeah and justice for all yeah yeah i although i well, totally, well, i totally get kill, kill them all being a bass player, it has yes. anesthesia on yeah. it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to give it up for that right there. Yeah, so. absolutely. Like, Cliff Burton was a man. I'm I'm not disputing that yeah. at all. Uh, I'm just, I'm not a thrash guy. I yeah. never was into the thrash metal thing. Like, So I'm not going to ask I, you your favorite Exodus album. I couldn't even name one. I honestly <laughs> could not name an Exodus album. I couldn't even name an Exodus song. Like that's yeah, how yeah. that's how uh, much of a lost cause I am. Oh no! You know you should revisit Exodus. I should. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, uh, their last album they put out, uh, they had Kurt come in and he actually uh, laid a couple of uh, leads down on it for really? them. Really? Yeah. Mm. Really. L- little tidbit yeah. of information. Yeah, right yeah. There. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, uh, so that probably goes with uh, Overkill as well. Yeah. 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 I'm same, dude. I couldn't even name a song. Yeah. Sepultura? Uh, Oh, I oh, do like some okay. Tour. All right, yeah, they they are thrashy, but they're kind of like next level thrash. Well, I mean, they they had they, a different vibe. They had that. Yeah, that, they they were like next level heavy from yeah. the from the big four. And, really, they were the ones that kind of started the the groove metal. Honestly, if you yeah. want, to yeah. give credit where credit is due. Right, you know, because they brought in the the Latin beats and it just kind of gave a different yeah. vibe. And, and the vocals are just like they they were more that new metal I, I don't know that false chords screaming yeah yeah uh kind of pantera pantera is probably one, one of those that really took me into that next the right. next level heavy you know yeah, they definitely yeah. do that, i mean i know they're quintessential like new metal that's like kind of the gateway into into the that yeah. whole next level of heavy that i keep saying that but that's just the way yeah, i think uh, about it you know right, maybe right. that's not a well, okay. Agreed upon tor- term, but <laughs> when you're uh, revisiting um, Exodus, uh, go look at Overkill and the album Horror Scope. Horror Scope. Okay. Yeah, it's a really good album. It's a cool yeah. name for an album, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Favorite favorite Sepultura album. Wait, I just want to say I want to build a horror scope <laughs> now. Yeah. Okay. Um, favorite Sepultural Sepultura album. <laughs> I don't know if I really have one. Uh, just the first album name that comes to my mind when I think of Sepultura is Chaos AD. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that that's definitely my favorite. I don't know. Maybe yeah, Roots. Roots AD, too, Chaos though. AD. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 I honestly, I gotta go with Roots because that was really where I think they defined their sound. Or their, I should, I should say, I think they def, I think Max defined. His sound. Yeah. Because it was shortly after that that he left. See, see, Refuse to Resist is probably my favorite yeah. song of theirs yeah. right there. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. I lo- And I love almost every song on Chaos, Chaos AD. I love every song on Roots. But I, I love Arise, too. That was a good album with fucking dead embryonic cells. And, yeah, uh, I do. I Yeah, that is a good song. Oh, it's the one... I probably couldn't name another song off that album, but that yeah. song rocked. Yeah, Arise. <laughs> well, but yeah. I mean, maybe I know Dead Upper yeah. Cells. Maybe you showed that to me. Maybe that's how I know it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, I, it was not, really after after Roots. Not a left. deep dive into the thrash metal thing, but yeah, Testament. Yeah, again, no, dude, no, no, nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> um, how about you? It, Testament's one of those. Um, can I name it? No, yeah. I can't. But if I'm listening and you go, "Yay, this is Testament." Okay, I like this song. Yeah. I've heard this one. I, th- I think right. I think Testament is easily identifiable um, by his vocals. Chuck Billy's vocals are are pretty distinct. Um, musically, they've they've changed a lot. Um, like I I dove in on uh, I guess Souls of Black was the album, and then the Ritual got a little more modern. But to me, my favorite testament album is low and it's probably the most modern but still being thrash and it honestly is it's after uh alex skolnick left um which he he was really kind of the the proggy 
element oh, to really? them. Um, I, I shouldn't really say that because the rhythm guitarist was really the primary writer. Uh, but it, it definitely, the vibe changed after he left. Mm. Uh, and, and the album Low is just brutal. And it, it's amazing. Right on. You get That's a chance a, to check Yeah. It. Well, it's getting some good recommendations here. Yeah. yeah. Get some old school recommendations. Yeah. Sweet. <clears throat> I got plenty of those. And <laughs> the old man in the room. It's not old man, it's experience. <laughs> Okay, what what are some key influences for for you as a musician? Do you think um, Slayer, <laughs> fucking Slayer, <laughs> Slayer? <laughs> um, uh, it, it depends on. I mean, am I, are you talking me playing guitar, playing bass? Uh, oh, ba- I, ba- bass wise, you know, of course, Cliff Burton. Um, then, of course, I, I've listened to a lot of Victor Wooten. Love oh, Victor Wooten yeah, on the bass. Yeah. I mean, he's just phenomenal. How could you not? That guy's Ex- exactly or uh, pioneer on the instrument. Or, or heck, uh, Chili Peppers. Yes. Love Chili Peppers. I mean, Flea is ju- just a monster. And it. I'd probably have to name Blood Sugar Sex Magic as one of my top ten yeah. all-time inspirational. <laughs> like, without that album, I probably wouldn't be who I was, you know? I mean, vo- vocally, I go to um, Iron Maiden. I mean, Bruce Dickens is a god among among men on vocals, or e- even go uh, Queen. I mean, oh yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I love Queen. I mean, um, so uh, quick side note: speaking of Queen, today in the mail, I got the Flash Gordon soundtrack on vinyl. <laughs> saw that <laughs> right. i listened that to it before i came yeah, it was yeah. so it was so cool um but yeah i mean um everything for on them i mean drums vocals guitar i mean even De- uh, deacon on the bass i mean he just he hits that pocket and, and he just grooves yeah. i mean it there um i don't know what you want to call it instrumentation or if they're uh just the way that they composed all the parts of their music queen it's just so perfect all the harmonies well and you know after watching them after watching the movie i didn't realize how much each member contributed right yeah and and just and just looking at the back of the album today Mm -hmm. you know uh each one of them was you know their respective instrument then every one of them was vocals and mm-hmm. every one of them was synths. Oh, wow. Every yep. one of them did synth work. Yeah, you know, that's and, cool. Yeah. Yep, yep. But but that movie was that movie was really good. You I thought it was really good. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I've watched it several times. I mean, there were certain parts about it. I'm like, that didn't happen. Or yeah, the, yeah or, it was or, embellished. Or, or, like, yeah. like the thing that pissed me off the most was the, um, the Live A performance they did. I'm sitting there. I'm like, no, this song came next. You cut this song out. <laughs> I've watched that performance. <laughs> have, have, you, have you watched on, on YouTube? They do a side-by-side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is really cool. Yep. Wow. Uh, you know, of, of just the, the – it was just Bohemian Rhapsody, wasn't it? Or, no. I can't remember I which song he did live that they – they featured the whole mm-hmm. song live during the movie. Anyway, they did a side by side comparison, and they really tried to do it shot for shot. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was that, really uh, cool. During the movie, they actually went to the point of the guy who played Freddy. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, uh, Rami Malek. Yeah, um, yeah. He yeah actually, he's an amazing actor. He actually took vocal lessons that way as he was he was actually singing the songs so that they could get the muscle movements yeah, in his yeah. throat to match that. And, but the voice that you're hearing on the film is not his voice. No, no, no. it's not. Yeah, right. And, but he, but he the guy did, that they, did they, do they, the voice. They had him sing it. So yeah. The muscles. Yeah. The throat matched. Yeah. The guy and that it, did actually do the, the singing on that though. Freaking nailed it. He, I forget the guy's name. I should know it. I was just talking to my friend Todd about this. And and he was like, yeah, it's this guy, you know, it's a Canadian dude, I think. Yeah. But yeah, like totally nailed the Freddie Mercury vocal tone. I don't know. It it gave a whole new insight, and not only just to him, but into that band, Mm -hmm. which just adds more to the appreciation of them. Uh, Just how, really, how visionary they were. You know, um, they're not going to be the first ones I grabbed to listen to even, even now, but I certainly appreciate what they did and how they did it. You know, Mm -hmm. I needs to be more drive like that nowadays. And most people, but, but yeah, to, to, to see how uh, that, that was just cool. How involved every single one of them was. Even when they were having arguments during writing songs and stuff like that mm-hmm. in the movie, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking cool!" <laughs> you know, he didn't just show up to play drums. No, no, he he wanted to sing this in this key, and you know, right? You, you know, they were all, or they are all uh, perfectionists. Well, yeah. and really, really incredible musicians. Mm-hmm. Brian May. Oh yeah, had a heart attack. He, yeah, he had a heart attack. Yeah, still with us though. Yeah. And that that is a is a guy who has a completely unique tone. Yes. Well, well built, uh, built that, his own yeah, guitar. I was yeah. say, his guitar is hand built by yeah. himself. Yeah. Him him and his dad built it. Yeah. Mhm. And the fact that he can uh change the phase of his of his pickups too. Right. Is is really really cool. Yeah. That's I know that there's a specific wiring pattern for a Les Paul that can reverse the phase of each pickup with a push-pull pot um, that Jimmy Page utilized. It's yep. called, you know, the Jimmy Page wiring for that that same purpose. Um, yeah, and he's one of the first ones that uh, used, like, a treble bo- booster mm-hmm. pedal in front of his amp to push the preamp to, like, really send it into overdrive. Well, yeah. it kind of had to because he was playing an AC-30. So, yeah. I mean, it's not going to get very dirty. Right, yeah. right. Oh, and then, then straight down to uh, what he uses for a pick. Yeah. He uses, yeah. He uses Pence coins. Right. I mean, yeah. that's what he uses for a pick. That makes me want to file down a quarter. Well, it's yeah. like Billy Gibbons. He uses pesos yeah. in ZZ Top. Does he really? Yeah, yep. he uses pesos. Oh, okay. Yeah. And really, really... uh thin strings yeah which is weird yeah you think yeah. you break them left and right i know especially with a peso yeah yep. but he's probably got a really light hand i mean he yeah probably, yeah you know. uh, i used he's to try about to use finesse, titanium yeah. picks at one point and i just kept slicing through the fucking strings yeah i hit <laughs> i hit way too hard i finally switched to mediums instead of heavies because i was breaking too many strings i go as heavy as possible yeah heavy motherfucker. i am not a finesse player <laughs> Fun journey down 
old man music playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, anything, anything else to add about June Jams, about Shiloh's Crossing, about Soup Man? Uh, I mean, June Jams, June 6th, starting at 6th. Starts with just Cody. $5 at the gate. Heck, I'll, I'll even say this right now. $5 at the gate. $15 if you come in a group of four. Nice. Right. I'm saying nice. that $5 right now. Off. Group of four, $15. Save you five bucks. There exactly, you go. exactly. Uh, BYOB um, IDs are checked at the gate. Remember, masks are encouraged. Social distancing is encouraged. We don't want this COVID-19 coming back and biting us in the ass anymore. That way we can't have any more shows. Right, right. So yeah. let's play it safe. Let's play it right. Be respectful. Be respectful of each other. If somebody's got a mask, don't be belittling them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're there. If they got a mask, they're there to enjoy the show. Same right. as you. Yep. Don't oh. be a dick. Don't be a dick. That, that's, that's the message. What, Core message. Would just, don't be a dick. <laughs> that would just solve like all the world's problems right there. I'm just, telling you, a world without opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Back to square don't one. Don't be an right. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Zach, um, how how could people find you guys online? I'm um, Soupman's uh, on Facebook. Uh, Shiloh's Crossing. We're on Facebook as well. As of right now, that's about the only social media platform we are on. Uh, Soupman's on Instagram too, right? I am on Instagram. Uh, you're on Instagram. I am on okay. Instagram. Right. Soupman itself is not as of yet. So, but all right, uh, we got a few videos on YouTube, but uh, uh, we'll we'll add some links. Yeah, we'll Absolutely. look up some links. We'll add them to the uh, to YouTube. We'll add them to the um, audio podcast as well. If you're just listening right now, um, what's the uh, what's the the beard? Be sure to check out thebeardstruggle.com. Thebeardstruggle.com. For all your beard care needs. Yep. Use, Enter. use prom, promo code off the edge 15. Save 15%. Yeah. Get some cool shit. Help out this podcast. We'd appreciate it. Um, and you'll appreciate it because your beard, beard will be fantastic. Absolutely. All right. Well, Zach, man, we really appreciate you coming out, hanging out with us today. Drinking some beers. Hell, thanks um, for having me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'm instituting a new deal. We we drank our PBRs. I know we each only have three bottle caps. Okay. But who has the best hand out of three? Can we even do it with just three? Well, we can if if you know somebody has a beating hand. Okay. So what do you got? I got a 69 queen. 69 queen. What do you got? I got a I got a pair of eights. Boom! Pair of kings. Oh, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> Matt wins this episode of Off the Edge Podcast. Thank you all for joining uh, us. Um, please go ahead and subscribe on YouTube if you're watching this. Uh, you can click the little bell icon to get uh, notifications for our upcoming episodes. Also, uh, you can find us on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and some other platforms as well if you just want to listen to us while you're at work like I do. I listen to a lot of podcasts walking around at work. So we appreciate you guys listening. Come back next time. Check out Shiloh's Crossing and Soup Man. Come out to June Jams. I didn't say that right. June Jams. Which, after the time of this airing, will be this Saturday. 
Not this Saturday. Week from Saturday. Uh, this we're going to air this on Sunday. Sunday oh, so. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This Saturday. <laughs> this Saturday. June Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. All right. Love you guys. Take care. Peace. Bye.